The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 40. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Magic the Gathering's Commander, uh, EDH, Elder Dragon Highlander, whatever you want to call it, plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I'm, of course, one of your hosts. Uh, happy to be here after a whole year of this, and uh, here's to many, many more, of course. Sam, uh, and I'm going to actually start to put our little Twitter handles at the start of these because it's probably handy. <laughs> Rather than having to having to have someone go through, troll through for four hours and find it at the end, but uh, you can find me at Twitter on at uh, on at at past the jam sam uh and i'm joined as always by cheshire like the cat loser of moldrothers uh because he lost a moldrother and you can find him at cheshire oh. plays i believe right that's right hey everyone chesh plays here from the tweeters the tweeters uh, yeah i lost moldrother uh i sad actually spent uh three hours last night going through ten thousand cards um and then i spent another three hours today trying to build a deck um, only to find out not only was I missing Moldrotha, but um, somehow we have misplaced some of my red-green um, uh, Lord Slug deck. Oh. Uh, so Nothing that quite is... like uh, that, that anguish of like knowing that magic cards exist somewhere, but you just can't find them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's terrifying. I it's, was going to say, our stance on proxies, though, Chesh, you know, you could have always just uh, sharpied a uh, nice little depiction of uh, Moldrotha mm-hmm. and we would have allowed it. <laughs> You might have that stance I do. on I proxies, do. but I do not have that stance on proxies. You just like real cards. I know. I get that. I do too, actually. But um, and yeah. and I don't like playing against people's proxies because when people proxy, generally speaking, they do it to such a bad degree. I can't read what's on the bloody card. Ah, oh, gotcha. You, I was um, going to say it's not for power because we all know that. It's but yeah. No, so, but my argument does does come from um, if you can't afford the card, I get it. I do. Yeah, it's expensive. But <laughs> in the other side of that, if you want to proxy a card, make sure you proxy it and make it actually readable. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, I know you mean. If we've all seen the texted kind of uh, thing when it's like, this is a this is a noble hierarchy. Like, is it? But yeah, it's fine. It's uh, yeah. It's just a bit of like courtesy, I guess. But at the end of the day, we talk about it like, I, I don't think finance should dictate your uh, involvement in the game, of course, and uh, use it to test whatever. And that's that's generally where we sit, of course. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Chesh, Chesh, my yeah. lad, we've done yep. we've done this for forty episodes. We've done this for a whole year, and that's generally yeah. what we're going to be talking about today. And we don't have a guest. How, how the fuck are we still here? I know, right? Um, because we love it and it's fun and we we do things. But uh, it's I had a couple of guests lined up for the next few weeks, and I still have them. But I said, you know what? For the first time in a little while, we're going to be doing a guestless episode where we can just reminisce about it, look, the year that has been. Time. It's about time. It's been a long right? time since we've done an episode just with each other. Um, Candid. And, and I'm sure the folks at home will revel in this this instance. We'll, we'll absolutely love the fact that it is uh, just us, um, that we are hanging out, shooting the shit, and I, I guess kind of uh, in a way... 
you could say that we're interviewing each other. Kind of. I had that of. idea. I was like, do we just do profile questions at each other? But then I realized you you answered those, I think, episode two anyway. And yeah, I, I don't I matter, do. so it's fine. It's something to oh, do. One day, one I, day, we'll do it. Which one of us doesn't matter? Because I feel like I don't matter more than you don't matter. Let's be honest. Old jokes. Let's just have a humble off. <laughs> anyway, but I'm, yeah. I'm about as influential as uh, a wet toilet paper trying to wipe my ass. Oh, I was waiting for that because, uh, yeah, that's Manila folder, you know. Manila folder. <laughs> a little bit of a joke from Lexicrunch <laughs> the other night. That was good fun. But uh, So if you don't watch Lexicrunch, get get your ass in the gear and watch that shit because uh, it's it's mostly funny except when I'm being picked on. Yeah, no, it was good. It was uh, Saturday nights. I think we've said it a few times, but Saturday nights are uh, generally United States time. It's, uh, is it then? No, Saturday nights our time, Mm-mm. late mm-hmm. night Friday nights. After midnight, I'm pretty sure US time, I yep. guess. So basically, like Saturday morning. Uh, but with with the MTG, MTG Lexicon crew, of course, tune into the Twitch stream. There, um, don't need to say much more about that because I'll talk about them after because they've they've played a big part in our um, growth, support, community, whatever, uh, and and love this year. Of course, like we, they're a big part of our canon. We've kind of forced our way in there a little bit. We're a little bit affiliated, which is lovely. I don't, I don't know if we needed to go with forced in there after <laughs> I was talking about my canon, to be honest. No, but, uh, no, exactly. Canon, oh canon with one middle N, exactly. But no, <laughs> I don't know. I can tell by your tone, though. It's, it's. I think you're you're a little bit grateful as well and, and quite happy to look back at a year and, you know, hopefully today we'll tell some stories and, and think about which ones we love, the uh, episodes. I love them all. They're all my children. I, I honestly believe that. Um, it was the best of times. It was the best of times. Exactly. And it's, I mean, ideally, it's only one year. We keep going. And I, I felt yeah. funny saying it on Twitter. And it's like, look at all these channels have been going for ages. But um, I'm just really proud of what we've but done. Before and, and or I- after you completely and absolutely ignored my, like, happy tw- happy Twitterversary. Well, there's a story there. So, because I kind of made my own yesterday, right? Segway! Well, so, exactly. Why did I ignore it, Chess? Chesh? Because I because was... Because you almost died. I almost died. Well, I felt like it anyway, and that's me just being melodramatic. But um, That's you just being a man. As oh. as you, you probably all know, we've moved our schedule a little bit to space it out a little bit to uh, keep the uh, conversations awesome and make sure we're not over overflowed with, um, you know, work to do, whatever, because... We say to any other content creator, do it when you want to do it. That's the point. So, um, and we thank you for your patience for these coming out. But we had one that was, uh, I think, another delay. So a good three weeks between episodes, of course, because uh, we had to push everything back when I got some vicious gastro. And it was um, it was like the worst hangover I think I've had for like f- but five days in a row or something. It was pretty vicious. That's what it felt like. So um, I kind of just switched off. I really did. And we had to push a few things, including our stream with Booster Tutor just then. That was fun. We just did that. And uh, yeah, we're kind of getting back on the um, back on the thing. But uh, I don't know. It's It was a time. It was it, like, it felt like a fever dream. It was strange. I wanted it to end. Uh, I picked up Disco Elysium while, while I was feeling awful and crazy. And if anyone has to play that game, they'll know why that's appropriate and thematic for that game. And it was kind of a weird way to play it. 
And I was like, actually, this feels right, uh, but I'll talk about that later in the entertaining, of course. But um, there's another point about getting sick I was going to make, and I can't remember what it is. But um, yeah. was it was it uh, you know when it's really bad when you're bleeding from the rectum because oh, of the, how much gastro? I won't go into any details, um, but that's generally what the doctors in the hospitals ask you, like first. But, uh-huh. uh, the mm-hmm. first thing they ask you is, um, has there been any rectal bleeding? <laughs> right. So I think the the main takeaway was though was uh, that it forced me to not have coffee for over a week forced me not to have any alcohol for over a week i barely ate for that week uh and came out the other side basically feeling pretty refreshed in a strange way so had an involuntary detox so i will say to all my friends hey last year's been hard we know that like it's easy to kind of fall into i'll just have a glass of wine tonight turns into we've had a few bottles this week that kind of thing and you know that's a pattern we've we've even you know everyone everyone balances it feels like or you know if you do that kind of thing and if you're at home you make your own fun that was one too i was like good that's a probably a really good way to kind of just set a bit of a distance there and and understand what it feels like to be fully cleansed of like well i don't need to do that all the time and it's changed the way you know fully cleansed right (laughs) yeah well i was gonna make an irrigation joke too but um i was like people do this for fun no (laughs) but uh yeah it was a time i'm just gonna say i'm back and i feel farmland yeah very real card that was strange because that's actually that's a card that's appearing on my desk right now so um weird (laughs) man premonition um yeah so i'm back i'm feeling human we just uh as i said did our stream with booster tutor uh we we played his fun game show uh which is commander's gambit so check that out on twitch brandon is an absolute gem and uh we'll talk a little bit about him in a bit anyway because he did appear on the the podcast as one of the earlier uh guests and um one of, we one have of all, our first guests yeah not we had, the first but one of the first we have all the time in the world for him i keep looking back all of these guests I'm like wow that was that long ago it felt like yesterday i, yeah. I remember with the first time when we had gavin on and you were like oh uh, gavin yeah you got gavin on the podcast i'm like yeah, yeah. i know him he's cool like but you got gavin yeah like, you're... <laughs> are we big enough to have gavin like Nah, this is Dude, this is work you've been doing ask. for years, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> making friends with people—it's nice. But uh, doesn't matter to me. Just ask. That's all you need to do. Totally. So we'll talk about all those guests and more uh, in a little bit, and um, even just dwell into a couple of the lovely messages we got from um, the community and guests around uh, the place, of course. But um, it's been good, and I look forward to many, many more. So, um, Chesh, let's get into what we're going to do is uh, do a classic episode, Brewers Notes. Get straight into it. So. Um, Wow, product fatigue, eh? Hmm. So we're, we've been blessed by another set, of course. Uh, you know, just absolute spoilt for riches, that kind of thing. Um, uh, I can't remember what the term is. But uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, the D&D set, more or less, which is meant to be more a core set, and that's fine, uh, is, is coming out next week. So I think it's already on Arena. We've got a pre-release coming up. Arena? I think so. I don't know. Arena always gets like way quicker. Like it, it's on there way quicker than I thought, and it's you can already play the cards apparently. So BRB uh, just loading up Arena. <laughs> exactly. Good reason to right. Uh, I'm going to well, dust the cobwebs off again, account. and I can you know do more than one thing at once. Look at you with fast internet. This is amazing. So um, yeah, that's there. Uh, it's it feels really quick uh, to be going jumping straight into a new set. Uh, it's nice to be in a set that's not an expensive set, i.e. the Time Spiral or the Modern Horizons, you know, yelling at my wallet and, and trying to pull dollars out of it. But, um, you know, it's it's been a weird one that a few people have talked to of like, well, that's been enough. That's I, I 
this might not be this will be the set for the first time in a while. I won't buy any product of. I'm just a bit burnt out by having to spend money on all this stuff. Not that you have to, of course. Um, that was me with the last set. To be oh, honest. like yeah, I've, I've not bought any Modern Horizons too. And I, I tell you, there are a couple of legendary creatures that I I was thinking about buying for Commander, and I just haven't. So <laughs> I mean, that's a great one. There's never been a truer kind of statement for a set by the singles. Like of this set, my word. So. We've talked a lot about, as we say, uh, you know, Sayonara to MH2. Not really, because it's always it's going to be in our command decks for a long time. And then say <laughs> as hi we to say, D&D. Kind of, kind of goodbye, but not really, because well, you're still here. <laughs> well, and because it's an ancillary set anyway. But like, don't forget to, uh, you know, if you wanted any of those, the time is now. I'm pretty sure. Like, there's going to be things that are at their bottom right now, and then you know, if they are expensive ones, will come yeah. up in the next year or so, whatever. But I honestly think it's what Gabe and I talked about uh, last episode. There's so many commons and uncommons people are going to be throwing away. Like there's, I want a hundred of those liquid metal talks, the little two mana mana rock that turns things into artifacts. Like want want all of them, you know, they're great. Uh, but there's there's so many little things we talked about then and, and great design kind of uh, pieces in that set that will, it's the type of thing like the uncommons might spike to $3 or $5 like in a few years time. Some of them that have niche abilities because it's a modern horizon set, they all have weird niche abilities. They're recycling old, you know, uh, keywords that might've only appeared in, in strange niche spots. Uh, there's going to be things that interact with those in amazing ways. And I think everyone's pursuit to get the fetch lands to get the other things, which awesome. That's great. And I'm glad they did it means that a lot of those like kind of smaller cards got a little bit ignored. So pick them up where you can. There's so much stuff, especially, um, you know, the just like rares and stuff you can pick up for 50 cents that are like excellent commander cards, some of the coolest in years, yet they're just a, a victim of, you know, being in a set with like fetch lands and crazy things that people are striving for just as they're ripping being, product. Being in a set that's just way more expensive than we needed it to be. That, I guess That's so. where the problem is. Like... We didn't need collector booster boxes for this. Um, and the the fact that they keep following that same trend of like, yeah. we're going to tell you this is for collectors, but really it's this is just for people with lots of money. Yeah, the like whales. That's, that's, that's where that problem comes from. And the hard part is people buy them. Like they will. Yeah. They'll keep buying them. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I mean, as I, as I said before, we started casting. Like I got offered one at, you know, around the, the 440, 450 mark uh, Australian, actually. I'd be able to tell you exactly how much because I do want to check. Mm. Um that I was tempted to buy, uh, to to rip open this week, just just because I can. Yeah, I know, um, right? It, the tempt is real, yeah, and that's I was gonna say, like that's the, always the point that they they will dangle the carrot. And they go, here's this thing on the shelf. Here's like you know, throw us the money or happen. Most people are like, nope, that's not for me. A lot of people will initially say that's not for me, and then go, oh, oh, actually. You know, give it a couple of weeks. Oh, actually. And then I think FOMO is a massive thing. People feel like they're going to miss out on things. And it's like, oh, but oh, but while the while the going's hot, maybe that price doesn't hold forever. Oh, maybe it's going to get expensive. And yeah, it's it's nuts. But we are our own worst enemies in this stuff. <laughs> and it's like, you get us on the wrong day and we're just going to push, push that add to cart button. We're just going to check it out. And it's going to, how did this box get here? And how did I hand my money over? Because exactly. Yeah. I magic. Mean, it's, we're it's one of those things as well. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so you might get the... Da- you might actually get the box, you're thinking? Well, I'm not real sure. Like, I I want to. See, but exactly. 
outlaying that amount of money on a box still. Is, oh, it's it's wild, you know, and, and it takes a bit of like self reflection when you do it. You think, oh wow, that's that's cardboard. And I think, I mean, like some people do, put it in perspective. That's like a small TV. That's like a for me. That's a surfboard, like you know, a secondhand surfboard. I'm like, well, well, for me, that's that's you know, like money I could be investing back into for grading slabs. Totally. Um, you know, I could be doing uh, chasing down like some rare Larry Johnson stuff. Yeah, is you know also possible. There's so much stuff I could be doing. Yeah, totally. And I th- I think it goes back to uh, we we were talking a little bit about it last night on um on Lexicrunch with Lexicon Boys uh and you had a really great point I want to go back to which was uh if you're going into a set with the intentions of going for EV you're like cool it's going to pay for itself well, well that's great you're not selling the cards. Go into it to now correct me if I'm wrong here but make your best magic memories. Like, think about the memories you're going to make with it. If you want, all, like, a bunch of cards from the set, like a whole bunch of stuff, and then it may, you know, uh, inflate in time with, you know, scarcity, whatever. Uh, it is an unlimited print run, bow, by the way. Mm-hmm. So don't, you know, bank on it just yet. Uh, but that kind of thing. It's like, I want a bunch of this stuff. I'm completely cool, and I'm cool with the fact that I may not break even on price, especially not straight away. Uh, that's a more healthy way to kind of go into it. But just think about... Always think about, you know, it's worth remembering that, like, you don't want to be sitting there going, magic is the the game that, like, I spent money and it didn't return. You know, that's got to suck. Uh, yeah. You know, think about your memories you're making when you go there and then try and, try and think kind of factually, of course. So, um, One and- of the things that I always say about, like, buying one of those boxes, like, I, I think everyone knows by now my mantra is, you know, buy it for you and, and not to try and make money on it because yeah. EV, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think that the other, oh, it's expired. I can't do it anymore. Damn. Uh-huh, no um, it was $444, and dollars hmm. with free postage. Maybe that's for the good anyway. And it's all sold out. Um, but yeah, I was going to say is that sometimes it's okay to buy a box and go, okay, well, you know, if, if I buy this box, um, I want to make... I'm spending $460 on a box. I want to make $260 out of this box. That's fine. And I'm not going to have a go at you for it. Yeah. But be be aware that you might not even get a box that has of course. $260 worth of cards. And you may have a box that has a foil scalding tarn and you're, you know. You're yeah. At, and, you they're know. The, and they're the ones, mind you, they're the ones everyone shares with their friends. Like, yes. No one's sharing the bad box. Like it's. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've, I've put up bad boxes before, but I've had. Very good luck. Yeah. Very good luck with these boxes. Um, the last one we did uh, was uh, Strixhaven, and I cracked the yeah. foil demonic Judo, nice. which I sold for like $400. Which is the way to um, do it too. Most people, I mean, uh, remember Sheepwave already going back to a um, a great anecdote uh, that we got and a little lesson learned, but Sheepwave guess. made that point that I always think back to. Uh, she was saying that like, who you know, everyone's like, yeah, this much value, blah, blah, blah. How many Magic players have sold a goddamn card? And it's like, not many. <laughs> like, it, they're not yeah. selling the card. So it's you've actually got to put it back in, get the money back, and that's when it's worth that money, of course. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But, um, yeah, no, totally. You know, 
it's it is what it is. Just always be aware, of course. And um, you know, uh, I think all in that said, Modern Horizon Two, awesome set, of course. But Adventures in the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, the DNZ set, as I was kind of long windedly alluding to, <laughs> is a ripper. Like it's it's just like I think the way I've heard it put best, it's like these these guys didn't just put slap a and d label on it and call it a day. These people know D and D. And and what's beautiful about that is and and I won't you know maybe we can pick out any cards we're liking that kind of thing but it's more just like at an intrinsic observation like a, a top level observation of the whole set as we've kind of mostly seen it now including the little commandy decks uh, it's the type of thing where design and uh, kind of flavor are really melding in a way that was a passion project and you can tell you can tell these people care about it uh, in a, in a moment and kind of time where they could almost be excused for phoning it in because so many people are hooked and the stakeholders would be like, great, you know, get them now, now take all their money kind of thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to say we're, we're a fandom that would also not stand for that, you know, go, Hey, we want to, if you're going to take our money, it's got to be worth it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a set that has so many kind of great nods to intrinsically the way D and D works. Uh, there's plenty of cool commander stuff as always. That's what they do, of course. Um, but they're using a core set as an opportunity to kind of really have some fun with, with new kind of, uh, mechanics and, and, and flavor wins, that kind of thing, which most of all, really my favorite part of it is that D and D fans. And I know some literally that don't play magic. They can see this and go, Oh, this is how it translates to this game. Uh, this is amazing. Maybe I want to try this out. And and I've said it before and, and someone else said this, I think it was Sheepwave again, be a good custodian for your game, be a good representative. And like if you kind of witness people like they're on the cusp of getting into the game, don't tell them about all the crap stuff or like or don't don't complain about it or like don't be unwelcoming kind of thing. Like just be like, you know, awesome. Let's let's bring you in and and, and enjoy this kind of thing and have fun. Um but there's that, and there's also, uh, I hope to see this set as a little bit of a conduit for Magic-only players to go, hey, D&D actually sounds awesome. I can understand a lot of this, like uh, these these words, that kind of thing, and the way this might work mechanically, and it's a bit closer to, um, you know, the the lexicon, so to speak, of, of what I thought it was anyway, playing Magic. And, um, yeah, I'm all for it for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but so, I don't know, any thoughts, any favorites from the set, Josh? Oh, look, uh, we were talking about the new lands um, yeah, they and, and the old art treatment, which is just absolutely amazing. Breathtaking. Um, there is a commander that allows you to, you know, basically enter the dungeon every turn. Um, that's yeah. probably going to be my, my top pick for flavor out of this set, um, just because, like, if I can uh, go ahead and, you know, go into the dungeon every single turn... Um, mm. And then I can give myself, like, you know, maybe some extra turns. Um, there's some cool shit I can do there. So, oh, totally. you know, totally. I'd be pretty happy with that. And, I mean, I'll have to say to the listeners, too, if you haven't seen what Entering the Dungeon is, check it out because it's like a weird... The way I put it, it's a weird, long-winded, long, multiple decision tree version of, like, a saga or something and, and it's effect that's just stapled onto um, uh, a card kind of thing. And uh, I actually recommend uh, Limited Resources, their latest episode, uh, for the set review, which I usually do before a pre-release to understand a set, but they were talking about... LSV had some great points of how this how they've really done some flavor wins in this set that actually makes sense and they're not just like surface level kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. they have some great 
breakdowns on what uh, what kind of entering the dungeon means and how to you know how it all works as a mechanic. And what I often like to think about it as, and this is you know sometimes not that valuable in Commander, but sometimes cool to think about. But hey, what is like Scry worth as a card, or what is like entering the dungeon worth as a card? Is it like if it's an effect on something, what is it? Scry may be like less than half a card sometimes. Entering the dungeon maybe even less than that, but it's like mm. as an effect when you see what your options are entering the dungeon, so to speak. Uh, but that on a command, you build a whole deck about it, like, and it can do some really, really awesome, interesting things that are quite thematic, and they feel they feel immersive. I think. Yeah, um, looking at some of these cards from you know entering the dungeon, um, such as you find a cursed idol. Yeah. Um, so the way it reads is you find a cursed idol, one green and one color, sorcery. Choose one, smash it, destroy target artifact, <laughs> uh, lift the curse, destroy target artifact, uh, enchantment, steal its eyes, create a treasure token, and venture into the dungeon. Oh, that's nice. This is 100% a flavor win of D&D. Now, I, I have notoriously time and again said, wizards, what the F are you doing with secret layers, right? Mm. Because secret layers have been all over the place. We had, like, the last one was that cool psychedelic art, which uh, was just the most amazing thing ever. That's pretty wild. Yeah, they did the Walking Dead one, which, why? Yeah, whatever. Why? The metal one, which was uh, yeah, fun. Yeah, they did the metal one, which was kind of cool, you know, because it was all, like, Norse Kaldheim-inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... It showed that they kind of were very hit and miss, but then this set rocks up and it's it's a hundred percent on point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, if we can get more sets like this, I will be happy. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I want to say. No, totally. And it, well, I guess as we always do anyway, we'll uh, we'll continue to drill in and uh, see what's kind of making the commander decks and that kind of thing. But I'm most mm. interested in, as always, like the the uncommons and the the commons that not many people are playing that have a big effect. Like I know there's one literally stapled to a cleric, so it goes in the cleric deck uh, and enters the battlefield as a three drop to essentially idyllic tutor. So look for an enchantment, put it on top of the library. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. downside, but that's powerful stuff at an uncommon. Like that seems like a rare card. So it's the, um, the world we live in. Exactly. And just to let you know that, yes, it is available on, uh, Magic Online uh, on Magic Ooh, Online nice. Arena, nice. Uh, because I'm currently looking at it on Arena. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I uh, dig it. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, the only other Brewers Notes thing I had was uh, I did I've brewed up a little bit over the last few weeks. I want to say uh, maybe a month or so. But I just played a deck on uh, on Booster Tutor Stream, which should be on YouTube in a bit anyway. Uh, which was I was looking at a Jeskai deck of Akeem. Uh, soaring wind which is as everyone says and this is kind of a great crash course on play the commander you want oh but why don't you just play uh what's the thing the other jesco one kaikar that whenever you do a non-creature spell uh cast one fury yeah uh just just make a spirit and then you can sack the spirits and make red mana blah 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 it's great it's powerful of course Tons of things. It's over a few thousand in, in uh, EDH rec, of course. I look at that stuff and go, cool, where's the underappreciated ones? Akeem does something similar, but not as good in ways, but I think can be done differently anyway, in that Akeem, of course, is from that Ikoria commander set. It makes a bird token whenever you make a token each turn. You can't abuse it too crazy, but you can gradually just make some cool tokens. It's a five drop, so even more expensive. Hence, people are like, why would you play that? whatever uh and then i think it's six mana 
with Jeskai thrown in there to make all your Croatia tokens have double strikes. So I called this one Chesh, and I know you like this one, but mm-hmm. I saw Akeem, and I'm like, well, that's like Hakeem Olajuwon, right? <laughs> and and even the spelling <laughs> of before Hakeem Olajuwon went to put the H in front of Akeem, it was just Akeem with an A. Uh, and I was like, that's awesome. And I think shout out to Monoite Border, uh, Peter, who again has been one of our amazing favorite favorite guests we had on the show uh, and consistent friend of the show of course said you've got to make an Akeem Olajuwon dream shake deck I'm like cool done and so I call this deck Akeem the dream fax machine I was like that sounds perfect (laughs) because it's all about making copies of stuff so it's copies of my things a lot of copies of other people so you're playing your supplant forms your um, uh, there's a few other cards I think especially Strixhaven had a few cool ones that there is one that is, it's got demonstrate and create a token that's a copy of a creature or no, it's pretty much non-land permanent um, and you demonstrate it so you can copy it. So you can copy it and someone else gets to do it, which I do like demonstrate as an ability and I've seen it play out quite well because it can make some little nice alliances and friendships without ruining the game or anything or, you know, um, making it, it doesn't have to be a group hug, hug deck uh, in the in the rhythm of a game. It's just plays out really well. Sometimes you just want to copy it and go, cool, you can have this too. A bit like, what's that one that, do you play at Scheming Symmetry? Is that the one that tutors a card for one mana? And it's kind of, it's bolstered by the fact that someone else gets to do it as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Scheming Symmetry. Which is a great uh, fun card. The weird, the weird... Um, the skull thing. Uh, I would say more like uh, a Asian-inspired artwork on it. Yeah, yeah, that one's great. And so, it's it's, oh no, you sorry, you're right. It's not a skull thing. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that one, and it's it's the symmetry on it, whatever. But I've seen that that card being played to great effect a lot. In that, I need to search for something to answer a question. Time to make a friend at the same time, and and mm-hmm. and let someone else do the same thing. And it's it's quite fun, of course. But um, yeah, demonstrate does that very very well. So a lot of those little effects. I think it's going to be a fun deck. It's it's you know fairly casual, but like got some wild little things going on and um you know it's got my swell twines it's got my uh what's that one that um exiles a permanent fractured identity and everyone gets mm. a token of it so yeah wild things and um yeah it should be fun to to keep playing that one but it's kind of uh it's definitely uh had my attention this week in something fun to work on so yeah anything you're all looking at or you're going to wait for the next set uh yeah um... I mean, again, I like even looking through the set at D&D inspired is really cool, but I don't have anything that really stands out that like it's a must, must, yeah, must yeah. have no, of uh, outside of, you know, one or two of the commander decks. Um, yeah. So I, I'm probably going to go and do pre-release and see how I feel. I like um, that a lot. And I think that's my approach generally of these two. Yeah. I may get a box. Who knows? I like to have a box of just like all the stuff. And again, the commons on commons because you pretty much end up with everything. Um, and I didn't, I didn't touch on it before, but like making your good magic memories, if there's something in sealed product, whatever, you're going to throw a bunch of cash at, if you can possibly, and especially now that people are vaccinated and we're getting back to normal things, whatever, like if you can get some fun out of something, that's a, that's a non-zero amount of fun that you're paying for. Like think of how much it costs to go somewhere to do something like see a movie, whatever. Uh, if you're buying a booster box to enjoy and draft with friends, that's also another, you know, kind of piece of value you can get out of it for sure. So um, that may be the one for this one. If I enjoy drafting and whatever, uh, or how it plays in limited, might get a box and play with friends, of course. Exactly. Nice. So, um, yeah, 
that's uh that's the brewer's notes i think we'll um chuck it on uh chuck the gear over to uh i don't know how to segue that <laughs> into main <laughs> points go from b to m i guess on the uh the scale of our, our our gearbox um and and kind of as we alluded to just jump into talking about what we've been looking forward to is being the year of the crunch and um kind of the first thing i did was was when i was thinking about this is just reminiscing over the time we started the first i think we talked about it for a few i think over a year pretty much we're like we should do something maybe and we joked about it i'm i'm sorry sam but can we roll that back a second because i don't think you quite remember this clearly no i probably don't go for it (laughs) so for people who don't know that uh sam used to do a podcast uh i did before times i did another person yeah um and that podcast came to an end. Yeah. Um, I actually met Sam at uh, Grand Prix Melbourne. Grand Prix. Um, since, Feels weird to call you. Since GPs. now we call them Magic Fests. That's right. Uh, and, uh, of course, was a, a fan of the podcast, which was hilarious because Sam was a fan of, of my content, which yep. I didn't even know. That's, you know, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, and I, I kept saying to Sam, like, so what are you going to do? Like, are you going to start a new podcast? No, 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 I'm not. Okay, cool. Why not? like why not it doesn't make sense because because you've got a great voice for this and i feel like you know you've got a great set of skills and and the talent to do this and you were like oh you know maybe i probably not yeah and then after i begged and begged and begged and finally broke you down and you went i i guess we can try Uh, oh you know what it was i think it was it was seriously like new year's eve or something i remember it distinctly and i'd had a few drinks or something uh it was around that time it was the holidays and you'd <laughs> i was still i was on twitter with all my 15 followers and um you know and i was just like haha i don't use it much whatever and i saw you put out like very kind of suggestively that you're like oh, i just wish i had like a podcast thing where i could just shoot the shit and just talk movies magic whatever whatever happens like no you know yep thing and i'm like uh and i was like i was bold enough after uh, a few drinks i didn't I, to be honest i still didn't know you that well like we talked a little bit in messages and stuff and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hint so i'm like yeah we could do that ha 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 i'm like and then i was like crap did i just sign myself up to do something and um that kind of <laughs> yes, you did. set some wheels in motion so i think that was the start of i mean 2019 and then um you know then the kind of the start of 2020 so things started to kind of brew a little bit and then the yep. the world changed i guess that was um yeah that was a thing so 2020 happened and i ended up working at home a lot and then what was it as more that so we started july 1st i believe so we kind of mm-hmm. put things in place may july i uh, know may june as i think the difference too there i moved to a different house so we we bought our house before the pandemic and i was like crap the world's ending what have we done and yeah like literally <laughs> it's I like done? how what am i keeping done? my job as everything seriously it was terrifying and like why did we do this and then as we're waiting for our three-month settlement and we finally moved in and we still had our jobs uh, on mind you on, on less pay and all that stuff that's fine but i kept my job and i'm happy and i'm pr- I'm, I'm grateful um but yeah ended up with all this time on the weekends at home to garden mow the lawn and start projects which is i i think i applaud anyone that kind of summoned the energy in in a time like that and i'm glad i'm really proud that we did to use that time as well to like turn it into something and channel it into something that deeply deeply has paid off into such a net positive in my life and that's all i want to put back to it that as it grew and i can we'll go into this but as it grew into something that was not just about us talking about magic because that's all fun 
it was about like getting other people on, on board. And I never thought we were yeah. going to turn into a guest podcast, but that's totally what we are. And I love it. Like, and that's, that's the way I want to do because I'm a little bit selfish about it in that I'm, I feel like I'm extracting wisdom and great conversations and stories out of people in an environment where they're comfortable. And like, I'm, I can't be, I can't be, uh, ever be more grateful that, they actually, you know, all these great people have left, like to actually lent their time to do that because people's time is valuable. And when you think about it, they're offering, they're jumping on a podcast to give a few hours of their time to tell stories and, and do it as we've found mostly that, you know, most of the time in two, three, four hour chunks kind of thing. And they're happy to do so. And I, I'm so grateful for that and, you know, have many things there that have turned into life and, and, you know, it, 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 when it started as a commander podcast, I mean, as it is, but you know, actual like lessons in commander too, and how, and and not to like say quote unquote win the game, you know, because that's not the point. We all know that. <laughs> uh, how to enjoy myself? That's usually what it comes down to. How to again make the best magic memories, like you said before, Chesh, and like you know how to uh, kind of keep getting fun out of this game, uh, not necessarily tied to how much money I throw into it. And that was that's been really important. So yeah, that's kind of a spiel, whatever. But um, yeah, how I got into it. But I don't know. Do, do you want to do you want to think about what was what was it like? Kind of, I mean, your perspective, like starting up that first time, and uh, as we led up to July first, I think it was as we recorded and then launched our first episode on July four. Well, I mean, as I always say, like when it comes down to it, like for me, I was looking for an outlet that was, you know, so. I think I should clarify for everyone that coming into this, my experience was, um, you know, I'd been doing podcasts, I'd been doing community stuff, I'd been working with other content creators to try and get their, you know, their stuff off the ground and providing yeah. people with contacts and working for free for a couple of different Australian publications, not realizing that they were actually getting paid for my fucking work. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, which is which is why I stopped doing movie reviews uh, and, and why we started looking outside for... Uh, an all-encompassing podcast where I could like do a little bit of entertainment stuff, yeah. um, but mo- mostly focus around my passion, which is Magic the Gathering. Um, and then you know, obviously, having you pop into my life was like, oh, here we go. Like this is this is somebody I can probably collaborate with and do some cool content with, and you know, maybe I can you know uh, provide them with some content, mm. uh, some contacts for their content and stuff, and most importantly, and vibe with you know. Yeah, yeah, and then we we kind of like started chatting a bit and vibing, and I was like, oh, this is somebody I can actually talk to, um, somebody who's probably gonna you know become a lifelong friend. Mm. Um, and then when we started podcasting, I was like, well, I mean, we we mostly don't grate on each other too much, um, <laughs> which everyone, I have a hard time with people. Yeah. Um, no one really knows this. I don't think anyone kind of ever expects this from me. Um. But I I have a pretty hard time with most people. Mm. I can't hang out with most people on a, a constant basis, on a constant ongoing basis. There's there's three people in my life currently um, that I hang out with regularly that I can stand. Mm. Um, that is my partner, Hayden. That is, of course, Caitlin and yourself. Wow. I made um, a list. I yeah, because people grind my gears really badly. And, yeah. and they don't mean to, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just the little things. And I don't voice those things generally to people because yeah. it's kind of fucking rude. Like, Hey, you really 
pissing me off because you X Y Z. Well, it's, um, it's, it's I will I will chime in there a quick note, but it's it's that awareness too that everyone is wired absolutely differently, and like I, exactly. I have those moments even when I want to be as nice as possible, and I usually try and do that, but I know in my mind there's something that's grading me, and again, it's not their fault. Uh, generally, hmm. it's the way my mind processes things. That's why you know when you make those eating noises, that's that's a little trigger that gets me. But it's that awareness that. As I've learned, everyone's wired absolutely differently. And you mean, and you mean this one? Oh no, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that in. I love it. <laughs> exactly. I bleed in too. Yeah, totally. I just feel like, yep, everyone gets to, to sound out. Yeah, you know? no, but but continue on exactly as 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 you say. Yeah, people grinding gears. Well, it, it, and it's just that thing of like, um, it's people have to realize it's fine to get sick of people. Yeah, um, and you're not going to. Uh, be able to hang out with people forever. Mm. It's it's not going to happen. It's okay for you to turn around and say, you know what, I need a break from X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, well, the way I do, you... just let it naturally drift in, drift out, and I, I yeah. think, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, more to the point, it's it's about the way that you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, true. And I cannot stress that enough that you should be absolutely aware uh, of um, how you say things to people Mm -hmm. and what their reaction might be. So if you piss me off, I'm sorry. I probably haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks and it's not your fault. It's mine because I'm wired a bit different to you. Mm. Uh, And it's, it's definitely not a dear John just be aware of that, mm. but just remember that everyone is different. Um, but yes, yeah, so like we started kind of hanging out, you know, oh, online, I guess, and you know, playing a couple of commander games and stuff together. And I was like, yeah, this this dude's cool. Like, yeah. I, I can handle this. Um, so it wasn't like a big problem. Um, <laughs> and it, it, I'm acceptable. <laughs> it's fine. You're acceptable. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like that. That's why I don't talk about those things with people because it makes me sound really fucking rude to say mm. somebody is acceptable in my life. Not mm. somebody is, you know, highly valued, prized, whatever. I say somebody is acceptable in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, Hayden's obviously on the top tier of that list because, you know, it's been like nine years. Mm. <laughs> but it, it's that thing of I, I never generally want to talk to people and let them know because... Me even trying to explain it to you now mm. shows how absolutely awkward I am about personal interaction, and people don't know this about me. People, people just think I'm like some extroverted, like cool dude who's out there just like, "Hey, what's up? Let's <laughs> hang out." But really, I'm like not like that at all. Like I'm on the other side of that, where I'm like, ah, people make me nervous, and sometimes I yeah. don't want to leave the house and. I don't think you understand. Like I, I feel like I've been, you know, on in inverted commas mm. on for years because people expect me to always be on, and it's like, yeah, that's not how I am. And and, and that's yeah, that's that's know. totally a lesson I've learned too about this whole being on thing too. And and not that I'm speaking from any kind of fame or or anything, but I felt like. Once we kind of established, we got an out- outward facing voice. And most of the time I was able to just channel pure passion to do it and just go, yeah, and like excited to be a part of any opportunity whatsoever. But that, you know, people have talked about, create, um, you know, create a burnout, that kind of thing. If you're putting those kind of crazy pressures on yourself on, and you're not 
leaving enough space to kind of be just completely cool if you give yourself some space and you know maybe not do something for a few weeks uh that kind of thing like it's it's it can get out to the point it's really destructive of course um but yeah i forgot where i was going with that completely as i was looking at another meme that's wild um but yeah like we got into that point where i i had to like investigate that night it was completely new new to me as well and and having to be on sometimes and and that was we've talked about that to many guests on the show actually about like Mm -hmm. where's that point where you're making stuff and it becomes a bit of a job in itself and you're putting pressure on yourself to do it every week kind of thing so we've talked about how it's best to figure out the ways to not make it feel like that because it should always be fun and that's exactly what commander crunch has been and i've been able to manage it as those like tests and uh you know tricky kind of little lessons have come along and I'm really happy for where it sits now because I'm not anxious to like fire up a podcast on the weekend. I'm not anxious to jump on someone's stream. In fact, actually, it's easy to jump on someone's stream because I don't have to do the editing. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, and and I, that's another thing as well. Like I, I am, okay, so lexicon, lexicon for example, right? So yeah. like I can't play Commander with people every weekend. No, no um, way, no even, way. Even if I have the time, I can't. Yeah, uh, because my job is pretty full on. It's all about numbers and stuff, um, and and so it becomes one of those things where it's like I really have to take into account what my brain needs from me. Yeah, and and, and again, um, back to the personal, the way you work, and and credit to you know Brando on the team and and all of them. We love them. Uh, to bits and and they can just bring it every week and they have a good system where they do rotate if anyone's like kind of needs to do other things of course but um yeah absolutely respect when people can do that and bring the same energy which is amazing exactly but it's a point where people need to be reminded that even when it comes to playing commander with people like it's cool to step away it's cool to take some time off It, it it's cool to go you know what like uh, this week, I just need to sit out for myself and yeah. watch a movie. Yeah, which took me right. the longest time to do. And I think as we've talked about in a couple of episodes too, that it was coming to that kind of conclusion and I never wanted to make it. I was always very aware not to make that message just for like this weird insular community of content creators because like if our podcast is just for content creators, then, you know, that's that's kind of very one-dimensional. But it's like that's one thing if you're making content but like it's it's everyone everyone's relationship with hobbies game whatever uh sometimes the 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 kind of the community whatever be it, be it twitter or anything else reddit when you jump into that it can just seem like a maelstrom and and ve- like be it product release as well take a break you're not going to miss out on anything don't stress seriously yeah so, yeah you've got plenty of time like take a fucking breath yeah so take ep- a breath a big a big um kind of uh, a, a big step in that was we kind of went to more of a expected in ourselves kind of more like a fortnightly schedule and i'm completely fine with it because mm-hmm. it's i want this always to be uh you know good for us and no one wants to hear us stressed that kind of thing like that so you know um and it did change a little bit so what what happened as we started the podcast and we had you get the initial energy is generally if you start something like this, of course, a bit of wariness of like what what's it going to be or what can I you know am I can I even do I have the authority to ask these people to jump on the podcast <laughs> you know that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and and then kind of you have later on as you you've been doing it for a while a bit of like kind of fatigue of course and and you know that 
they all kind of come around in waves, that kind of thing. But um, getting to a point as well where you can be comfortable and just go, well, it's fine. Like we, we, I want to always make sure it's the most positive relationship I have with this project in, in order to keep it going because uh, bottom line, as I kind of said before, the net positive has been massive and it's been, yeah. it's yeah. affected my life hugely in, in, the friends I've made as well uh, and I need to – I this is the – when I tell people what this podcast has done for me, uh, it's the perspectives and friends, literal friends that I'll have I think for a very, very long time from what we've done in Magic uh, and and we've joked about what's going to be like if we get to Vegas one day, you know, in the next few years. How – like it's not just, oh, cool, we did a thing. It's like, no, these are the people I spent nights with talking about and and – helping each other out with life like that's that's literally what's become and and i was floored that i never thought that's why we were getting into it or that's what it was going to like lead to especially in in the context of uh doing another podcast where it's kind of smaller that kind of thing we did i think 32 or 36 episodes or something 32 i think um a few years back just a couple of aussies doing commander stuff talking but we were only over talking to each other uh and therefore not much like definitely no guest things or whatever and how that how much that has compounded what this has done and i think to be honest it's also jumping on board with someone who knows you know has a bit of grounding like yourself chesh and um kind of giving a kickstart ah, and rounding know. so yeah um yeah I I, I, into my fame <laughs> uh, exactly. love it but i mean yeah as i said guest profiles became what it was you know became the bread and butter of what mm-hmm. we look forward to every week and it was always you know that started off episode two with like you're like jason alt's gonna be in the podcast mate you're joking what listening and, stuff for yeah, years <laughs> and we found we found a kind of a niche where it was a, a bit like one part commander and two parts like yeah you know life and profile. stuff and we've, yeah. we're not making any apologies about that and i love and, that and yeah. we don't give a shit if somebody says oh it's too long because i mean the the views show that like well, it's, we decided to just do a thing for us, and if people were going to listen, they were going to listen. If they yeah. decided it was too much, they just wouldn't. And yeah. it turns out everyone absolutely loved it and was like, "No, well, the people like, that wanted stayed around, and that's that's what made the yeah. point." And some some illustrious people have even commended on like what we've done is actually something a little bit unique. I don't want to say it's completely unique because I'm inspired as everything is. Everything's an inspiration of something else. Of course, it's a combination of that and. Like Magic with Zuby was one of those. Um, you know, there's a few others. Even what Aaron Campbell did. Um, is it the is it the girlfriend boyfriend bracket? Bar- girlfriend and... bracket, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a few ones done over the years that are like gone, we're just not going to. And I realized too, because you were doing a lot of content yourself. I'm like, we're just not going to mm-hmm. do the deck tech thing. It'd be fun. I'm sure I could do it. But like, there's got to be something. We just want to kind of also have that tone where it's loose and we have fun and tell people stories. And most of all, make them, if they're a guest, make them comfortable so the initial so, objective and, was just us being comfortable and then you know by proximity and i think that that was part of the other thing as well it's just like how how far do you go until you go i just don't want to i just really don't want to do just deck techs anymore you know totally I mean? like yeah I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm done with that i could see the ceiling too we could run out of steam so i mean think i think initially we started to pepper in a few things that were almost like that. And I actually really enjoyed those, which I, you know, I'm sure we'll continue to do, I think, especially in regards to the pre-con stuff, because it's become, that's been a focus of great product release uh, in in contrast to some other things, of course, that we've always had a lot of fun with. We tend to stream with the pre-cons and like really get the, get the use out of them. But when I think you did 
to coincide with your video series of pre-cron upgrades, I think that was actually a really enjoyable episode. Like we actually, all I was doing was quizzing you on why you upgraded them certain ways. And I actually really enjoyed that. So yeah, that was the thing. I never claimed to be the best commander content creator around. Um, I create the content that I think I'm going to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was funny because I was watching, I think, Commander Quarters earlier today. Yeah. Um, and one of their videos was, like, 15 minutes long talking about, like, three different interactions for a commander. Yeah. And I was like, this is, what what am I watching here? Yeah. Like, because that content clearly isn't for me. Because I was like, this isn't a deck tech. It's... Like, you're, you're telling me oh, three no, things totally. out of your deck and explaining I, I why think... they're in there. And their stuff's awesome in that, like, it's very polished and, and, like, kind of produced and it's got a thing, an objective, and it's always in really timely, punchy kind of bursts. But honestly, sometimes that content makes me feel a little bit anxious because it's just like, ah, I can't match that because I often, like, contrast it with, like, what am I doing? I'm just, like, lofting lofty chats with people and, you know, I'm not kind of getting to the point quickly. I'm like, yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, exactly. it's not my kind of style, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like I remember you you always said that it takes, you know, a good Yeah, I think you even put a number on it like 3 to 5 or 6 episodes like start to feel the uh chemistry and, you know, you kind of you bounce off each other, but I'm pretty happy that that kind of did, you know, I learn a lot of things about talking to someone uh on a podcast type thing, especially like if tr- someone's trying to take the lead if that happens, whatever. Um, but always happy that you kind of, you allowed me to kind of do my thing and, and I'm always grateful for that. And I tried to always look back and go, make sure you're never cutting in front of Chesh. Make sure you're never, I mean, I still do it. Fuck. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's being respectful. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Exactly. Um, it's being res- respectful and we kind of like learn our cues, that kind of thing. And that was actually also something exhilarating and, and fun, and I could all, you know, if I thought about it the wrong way, I could easily get bogged down by this aspect or get stressed about it. But I, I learned that it's something I take, you know, I actually really enjoy is learning other people's cadences and you jump on and, you know, they're on as a guest and like, how are you going to make it great? Yeah, I can edit it, but that's, that's not a sustainable way. If I can make this good, like pro- quite good in one take, that's awesome. Like, I, you know, that's, that's the the goal because at the end of the day anyway, like, how someone feels is going to come through on the microphone regardless, you know? And so if they're really comfortable, they start telling awesome stories that all gets cultivated by the way we treat them kind of thing. So yeah. um, I, I like to put it I, this week. I put it like as thinking about my special episodes. Yeah. I've had some awesome ones and and love every guest we've had. Of course. Uh, I think it was episode seven, I believe though, was it episode seven with Jeff from MTG lexicon that kind of set a lot of things into into action uh, a lot of cogs into place so to speak uh in that i was relatively aware about what um i oh know it's episode eight i think let's have a look now uh relatively aware about the cool stuff mtg lexicon were doing almost in spite of like the a lot of other people doing content whatever i don't think they ever want anything from wizards they want to do their own style uh, and they've developed it over years they're doing you know, the, the dive bar of EDH. So it's kind of a little bit rude sometimes, you know, that's that kind of treats that like, you know, aligns with our style a little bit sometimes. Uh, but it's just like good. It's the 
the good kind of culture and and vibe you want out of like having beers with your mates and like playing EDH on a uh, you know Saturday night that kind of thing and there's always something once I kind of understood what that was I'm like yeah that's that's the enjoyment I want out of my game and so had a bit of an understanding and then and Chesh you'd just been on I think one weekend you said no we're going to have Jeff on the podcast and mm-hmm. he was I think our fourth guest I'm like cool that's fine almost ignorance is bliss I didn't know what I was getting into and how that would change kind of everything <laughs> of course because I'd never spoke to him and we had we it was like he was a lifelong friend already. Like it was like we got along so well uh, and he changed a lot of – it kind of – he he really – I think he validated what we're doing because it was a yeah. three hours, 20-minute episode um, <laughs> and I cut out a bunch of it too. But it was just a great chat. He had so much fun and he basically said a couple of times there, he's like, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to take too much of your time. He's like, man, this is your podcast. You do what you do. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> who gives a crap? I'm like, exactly. And it kind of yeah. gave us that energy. And then he even had a moment where he's talking about – he just stopped and like as if – this is an interview on camera or something like as if it was him talking to the camera, like breaking the third wall or whatever it is or the fourth wall and just said, hey, you, the listener, like if you're going to a workplace or I won't, I'm paraphrasing here, but if you're going to a workplace or a situation you're working, whatever, and you're not, you don't feel respected or, you know, you're, you're miserable and you're depressed and you're not happy where you are, you deserve better. And I don't think he realized what that meant, but that hit me in the core. Like that hit me in the absolute guts and like, wow. And we talked after that quite a bit and that actually set into action a lot of things that actually, I won't bore you the details, but that changed a lot of life kind of um, uh, actions from then on in that I kind of started to put the effort in to change my situation for a few things. And and it took maybe six months, but I ended up in a much happier position that I was kind of you know, dreaming and putting out to the universe about. So yeah, always look back at that. And I don't, he was like, he was surprised to really hear that. He's like, what? I don't know. I was just saying, you know, you deserve to be treated well. So yeah. So always the love for Jeff. Um, Yeah. Love him to bets. Love Lexicon for sure. Any notes on Jeff, Chesh? I mean, it's Jeff. (laughs) It's Jeff, exactly. Full stop. (laughs) Jeff, aka Jeff. Like Jeff is one of our friends. Uh, the yeah. reason for that is because Jeff's a good dude, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that Jeff coming on didn't didn't change us too much, but I think it made you realize, like, oh, I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. If we want to do a podcast yeah. that's four hours, we're just gonna you just do four hours and blaze and that trail. It. Like, yeah, you know, any anything that's maybe a bit on the me- the weird side, we might take out. Not know, sometimes, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, like, weird spaces or whatever. But generally speaking, like, it doesn't matter what we do. We can do whatever the hell we want because yeah. this is our show. And it's that's like, why it's yes, pretty that's, raw. That's exactly it. This is our show. Yeah. So so that changes things. And then, of course, uh, looking at those early episodes of in the, you know, uh, kind of the first 10 or so and, and teens, whatever, uh, we had some, I mean, continue to have some awesome guests that I'm grateful for and was quite frankly surprised we had which is awesome the Gavin Verhey one literally just after that um Mm -hmm. and that was that was awesome to nerd out with Gavin uh about uh Death Cab and various other things and and just like get his energy as well and and to kind of that's something I think about someone who's really good at their job because of the energy they put into it that's something I that I definitely learned from him I'm like wow you you just gotta know it like you just you just gotta feel it sorry and it's like doesn't matter what you do if you're feeling it people will pick up on that around you and you can be good Gavin Verhey's energy is 
exhausting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like he, he, you hear him on the podcaster or on any podcaster or any show, and you're like, wow, you're like that must be a a, a show or something. Like no, no, yep. that is literally Gavin Verhey's life. That totally. is how Gavin Verhey has always been. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he told us you know, not to eat mangoes with skin on. That was a funny story. That yeah, was that was a very yeah. good. Um, I yeah, didn't you know, I didn't know that. So yeah. But, it's it's that old thing of like it, it's funny because it's the kind of story that you would expect out of like coneheads or something you know <laughs> aliens have come down to the to the know, planet right? earth and they see this like thing that they're being told is delicious fruit and like watch yep. out for the seed inside and they just like eat straight into the skin and go huh this tastes kind of poisonous mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah absolutely like gavin is just you know good at what he does don't get me wrong um, but also just like a better human than yeah. like it's bigger than just his job at Wizards. Totally. I, I think totally. is the thing I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um and, and at a point we kind of uh we're gonna talk about like some of the cool things happened set wise across the uh the year that has been, but I remember feeling, you know, literally heartfelt going sending a message to Gavin after uh Commander Legends dropped and we played a bunch of it. I'm like, this is this had no business being as good as it is. I think there are people worried about that set and it's just like, this is so well designed. I can see so much of what you've pushed into this, like in, you know, uh, really kind of soulfully in a way, like, yeah, you, you, you made this a great set because you cared about it and you yeah. care about this. You, you care about the format because he really does influence a lot of what's happening with products in, in commander um, and, and making sure that's kind of honored in a way that is continues to be what it is because as, as it goes, as you know, the podcast has become, it's, you know, commander's just the conduit. Like we get here, we talk about this game we love, but like let it tell other stories. And I want it to always do that because that's the, that's the joy this game does. It's more than a game if it can do that. So um, it's in his best interest to keep those going. And I think he understands why that is for sure. Um, but yeah, I can just see here on the, on the episode list, like soon after that was a big highlight for me, which was Booster Tutor, um, who we just talked about before, Brandon, um, lovely person. And speaking of energy, and you were telling me a little bit before the show about what you thought, like, uh, and, and we can say it now, it's like, you know, one of your favorite guests for sure. Like it was, uh, as, as you, you were saying, based on like just Brandon being so overtly positive, he can be, you know, he can critique something, but he always have a smile on his face, that kind of thing. And and I'd watched Brandon's content for a few years at least and was always on the list straight up. To kind of, I just really want to talk to Brandon on the podcast, which would be really cool. And we had a great time. So, um, yeah, like I thought that wasn't that long ago. That was episode 11, far out. Yeah, yeah that was, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, Booster Tutor's uh, an American post office worker. He, yeah. He's a postie. He's yeah, he's a postie. postie. So cool. Um, and uh, originally um, originally I came across his stuff because he was doing flea market videos. Oh, they're the best. Have, we don't get them here. Like, we yeah. just... We have flea markets and stuff, but we don't get any like cool finds or anything. Oh yeah, I'm always on the lookout, and that's that great conversation we had. But based on it being the country that probably didn't see much as much magic as maybe like you would in the states, like we just yeah, yeah. I found one box of cards once, like that was it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, and it was. It's just funny because like um, I really, really dig his content. Yeah, like a lot, Um, and. From that, I was following along, so I was like, you know, I want to play Commander with this guy one day, like, if he plays Commander, because I didn't know if he did. Um, and then he did a video where he 
like bought a whole bunch of stuff and he just off off to the side mentioned like oh you know um i this is gonna go straight my commander deck like this is great look at this collection um and from there i was like all right like at some point i have to hunt a way to to get this guy to play commander Mm. um which again what this podcast is for right that's right so that was pretty baller to be honest (laughs) and and i think before we do it i'll go for it before we do it here we are yeah exactly (laughs) And I was going to say about. I think that's about that point. We kind of like it's set into an action that is like, yeah, this is probably going to be uh, five parts guests, one part not, and then even maybe more than that kind of thing because it was like, cool, who are we having on next week? Who are we having on next week? And we're able to keep that up going every week and and making something I'm really proud of. So um, yeah. yeah, continue to tell the stories of uh, uh, the what was it? Uh, Lab Tech 13. I was like, how does, how does 13's full like uh, title go? <laughs> Lab Tech 13 was an awesome one. It was fun. And then learning, uh, you, you'd known 13 for a few years. And then, yeah. of course, there's a bunch of, I was starting to network, so to speak, and get involved and in, in chatting to people. Uh, as I kind of got a webcam as well, that helped a lot of things and actually playing mm-hmm. a lot of Commander. Um, getting to know a lot of people that were also starting out content in with similar circumstances that, you know, given all this time at home, that kind of thing, it's like there's something, it's finally time to start a project that wanted to for ages. And there's a whole bunch of us that were pretty much starting at the same time. And some have since, uh, you know, a bunch of since gone on to do some great things and, and always been a great support network of like how we're going and how, how to do this stuff and helping each other out if someone doesn't know how to edit a video or make graphics, that kind of thing. And there's a bunch of those in that pool being like Commander at Arms and, and Chain of Commander and uh, Create Commander um also neo royal philip hasn't been on the show but i'd love to get him on or kelly his partner um absolutely they rock uh french canadians that like do some amazing commander content um like the gameplay videos they work hard (laughs) they make so much stuff uh and and like the amount i've seen what he does to edit it and it's like it's intense and i'm like oh oh me just editing a podcast for a few hours like that doesn't seem like anything but yeah um so there's a whole bunch of us we've we've kind of kept in touch in a a great way and a bunch of them have been on the show been really cool commander legends came out at the end of that kind of uh you know nearing on episode 20 kind of thing and that was it was so nice when that came out to be an actual like good set and like it blew our mind as far as just cool commander uh, design that felt like a reminiscent of some of the ones that are a bit weirder from the years back. Because I think at that point we're a little bit worried. Everything was just getting homogenous in objectively more powerful, but there's so much stuff in commander legends that was refreshing and go, this isn't objectively great. It can be just weird. And um, yeah, yeah, plenty of those commanders. I still think there's heaps of those commanders in that set that have not been touched by some people too. So, you know, like, treasure trove of stuff to keep uh investigating and it was a good is at a good price point as well it was respectful to commander players uh and put a bunch of stuff in back in the um the secondary market that probably need to be there as well so um yeah i'm just kind of like listing through the uh the the episodes in, in kind of chronological order and pulling out any kind of points here that i remember like massive highlights they're all they all really are um you know but it's, it's kind of nostalgia but yeah Jump in, Chesh, if there's any there that kind of stick out early memories uh, that you have as well. No, pretty much the same thing. Um, you know, uh, Commander Legends is is the set, you know, throughout this time that kind of sparks my mind into, like, how we knew we were in the 
the age of Commander when it came to Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, you know, Wizards basically finally actually saying, like, yes, okay, we can say that, like, the most popular... Um, the, the most popular... Uh, format is actually you know commander and it's like yeah yeah it is like thanks for we already knew <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah good stuff i just saw just after this as well was one that a uh, massive shout out to um dave Cosen, so uh coach davy who is not on twitter anymore and he's he he actually jumped out of the game of magic a little bit um he went back to uh his old uh kind of his old industry in television, actually, and he's kind of had a big life change. And I remember on Twitter saying, do I stay connected here? It feels weird, whatever. Um, but for a while, he was, he was writing for Cool Stuff, Inc., uh, and he was a great EDH voice. Uh, he was on a, one of Professor's videos for a bit, and he was just playing Commander around the place as well and became a real good friend. And he was the one that kind of said to us, like, he goes, I love the cadence of the Australian kind of the way you guys talk. And I was like, oh, that's actually there may be a reason some people like enjoy listening to us, you know, who knows, but we, we had some really great topics that, um, and lessons there that I still constantly go back to, which is one getting familiar with and and comfortable with the idea that what happens if this, you know, hobby of ours that we've invested so much into, uh, mentally and also financially could just shrivel up and die one day. And what are we going to do about it? You know, will we continue to play EDH? And he basically said, it'll probably live on in spite. You know, we could like self-regulate, play with cardboard, you know, that we print on our printer, whatever, or whatever we've gotten would still have fun and it's still with the community, which I kind of agree with anyway. But Davey was was unreal. He was, it was such a good episode. We had to do it twice because the whole thing I lost. <laughs> uh, and, and pretty much new things came out of the second episode and it was as good as the first one. I was really happy. But he also, I also remember like of all the things when I was thinking about back at after the year of, of uh, Commander Crunch and like what funny things people have said whatever that stick with me i don't know why the one that always sticks with me was uh him talking about horsey man um at, i can't remember is it not shu yun or something no shu yun someone else uh one of the the mono blue command that gives all your stuff horsemanship and um uh sun shu i can't remember anyway sun kwan from portals yeah some of that and it was in a commander set as well that was a that was a commander he was quite well known for and just being cool and he goes i like it because you know it's got it's it's got horsemanship and that's funny and he goes and horses are funny and that was like that stuck in my mind as one of the funniest quotes uh that sticks with me to this day and i think about it when i play lathiel the unicorn i was like horses are funny dave davy said it so and then the other part we had a great chat about stevie nicks which ended up being the reason i um i called my cat stevie nicks so um yeah means a lot that our little black cat has has powers and is a little sorceress as uh davy would put it so that was a massive highlight and i also just want to say i hope davy's doing well and whatever he's doing i want to keep try and keep in touch with him um but not around the magic sphere as much these days, but as all these episodes are, they were done in a way that, yeah, we'd talk about um, current things going on, be it like current sets or whatever, but that's not the point. It's it's also done in a way that I, I strongly urge anyone, if they're remotely interested, go back and listen to some of them. And, and they're kind of, you know, it is a bit wanky and a bit self-presumptuous uh, for me to say, but I'd like to think they're a bit more timeless because they go into just telling stories of stuff. So, um Highly recommend it for sure. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that Coach wasn't on Twitter. No, so we've got him <laughs> on Discord, I believe. Um, I think he's still got a. Uh, 
what is it, uh, an, a non-public account somewhere. But, yeah, exactly. I haven't heard his great voice for a little while. So, yeah. Um, yeah I, I wondered why I hadn't seen any tweets for, like, you know, a couple of, oh, about a month now or something. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, well, that's why then. Okay, yeah. great. Exactly. Hope he's doing well. Um, and then I think after that, we kind of got into a bit of a mode, which was uh, starting to really go down the uh, the lexicon rabbit hole. We started to get quite attached with those guys uh, appearing on streams and kind of doing some stuff together and keeping in touch. Um, and then Brandon was on, I think, episode 20. Joel, who... Uh, and this all came about because I think this is the main place we would play Commander looking for games, whatever, on their Discord, uh, the community we got to know really well. Joel was... I want to say, spoiler alert, one of my all-time favorite guests. And uh, I kind of wanted to get him on for this one because he'd be the perfect representative of an avid listener. He listens to all that stuff, um, a contributor, and the way, like, the person that's probably changed. Uh, one of the people that have changed the way I play Com- or think about Commander and also weirdly love life um, completely is, has been Joel. And um, he's a great he's great EDH dad. Uh, has We've talked about all kinds of life lessons and that kind of thing. And I always value his perspectives. He's an art teacher. So we talk about the ideas of how to teach people things and, and um, how to be the most constructive and how to cultivate good communities um, and being aware of it and that we're not perfect at it. No one is. And how to keep you know reassessing that kind of thing. Speak for yourself. I'm <laughs> exactly but joel's an amazing um uh illustrator artist as well and and you actually i think you're gonna see some um work from him in a, a lexicon release very soon actually but mm-hmm. highly highly recommend that episode he also got us to do something um the fun part of that too was that joel doesn't make any commander content and that was always the point so then you don't have to be a content creator in this podcast we've we no. just want to get to know you that kind of thing too he does a Hearthstone podcast of all things, and um, called Squelch, and that's that's a Hearthstone reference, I believe. Uh, but we, he's also someone that brews Commander decks in a way that inspires me every day, and it's like you know that I'm kind of like look putting a deck together. I'm like, oh, how would Joel do it? Like, how to be weird and play the cards you want to play, and like, but be effective at the same time. It's that an amazing balance, and um, we we kind of really just had so much fun with that kind of thing. So um, yeah, respect, dude, and you know. Thanks for for being a, a an important part of us, you know for sure. So um, I don't want to make the joke about so long and thanks for all the fish, but that doesn't work. <laughs> I was going to say he he, he brought that great thing on. So if you listen to Squelch, the Hearthstone podcast, and I, I think the 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 perspectives there are really important because he's a he's an amazing commander player and what he he brings to it um, and the positivity there, uh, but. We we love talking about the contrasts of magic and, and Hearthstone. And we came down to the thing. He basically said all the same problems exist and people always have something to complain about, blah, blah, blah. You know, it all seems the same kind of thing. But, you know, there are definitely perspectives to take from one card game to another for sure. He goes, mm. magic's not perfect. Hearthstone's not perfect, you know. But it's we could also do with a little less like, oh, Hearthstone sucks. Like if someone's into one thing, why tell say the other thing sucks, you know, for sure. I mean, Hearthstone does suck. <laughs> exactly. And entitled to opinion, <laughs> for sure. So um, shortly after that, we had cookouts and camaraderie with Ryan Paneff from CCO. And that was up there with Booster Tutor on a list of people I've always wanted to talk about. And that brewed for a few months in just talking to him uh, and trying to find a spot where I could get some of his time and he had a blast and, and he, he was having fun kind of um, 
being his his normal rambunctious self. Like he's so well spoken, but I didn't know which Ryan you're going to get because he does Commander Ad Populum, which is really really concise and respectful. Of course, I mean he's always respectful, but like no swearing that kind of thing. And then he jumps on CCO and it's just a swear fest and it's blast. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I wonder which one's the normal one. And it's somewhere in between. Oh, as as a lad after my own fucking oh, heart. My God. It was it was so much fun. So the first thing we were doing was swearing about spiders and all the crazy stuff. And that was that was awesome to to talk to him. And I look to get Brando on the um the cast too. So the other half of CCO at some stage. Mm-hmm. So I'll see what I can do. But um highly recommend that one as well. Um yeah, we had a bunch of others. I can't go through everyone because you'll rock and, you know, I'll be here forever. But, um, yeah, we kind of continue to go through and the, the uh, what was it? The lexicon kind of community kept popping up. Some great ones. Lenny Woolley was another one that everyone knows Lenny in the commander community. I'd heard Lenny's name on other podcasts for couple of years now and it's like who's this lenny and it's like f you lenny and lenny's actually become a dear friend and and that's that's just been great and to have lenny's um you know everyone's got everyone's got their story to tell which is what i keep going on about so to hear things like lenny with theater and and what lenny does for work and that kind of stuff and then like lessons lenny's learned um in in everything commander life whatever and and it's it just really lovely and uh continues to be one of those people i just go yep yeah, lenny's gonna be in this game it's gonna be an absolute uh like just top shelf great game you know he's respectful he's kind of always aware of what the social contract's doing kind of thing and and just being a good friend and so um yeah love it and respect lenny so the other one was uh shortly after that we chatted with andy and nick from the scrap trawlers speaking of lovely people and um we had some great uh, stories there. There was one about, uh, I think Nick talked about work being a wizard at um, Six Flags, which was just, I was like over the moon to get that story out of him. He was literally enlisted as a wizard in life as a job. Um, but on that one, uh, oh no, it wasn't that one. Another one, uh, Nick's partner, Aaron Campbell, the illustrious, you'd mentioned like, yeah, we would love to get Aaron on the podcast. You just said it offhand. <laughs> you didn't ask her. I thought you did. And then no, she she no. hit us up and goes, it's so nice to hear people talking about me on the podcast. Let's make it happen. And I'm like, what? Right, so here's, my first introduction to Aaron was from uh, the Girlfriend Bracket. That's right. Which before, before the I've podcast. since gone back and listened to a whole bunch and it's awesome. Yes. It's so good. Um, and I was first introduced uh, through... I think through Caitlin, because I said yep. to Caitlin, like, um, and, and mind you, here's, here's a funny thing. Um, Caitlin never told me that she was trans. Yep. Um, I yep. just kind of, you know, assumed, but yeah. we'd never say anything. So we, we never talked about it at all. Yeah. Um, and at one point I was like, can you suggest to me like different female and, and trans content creators in the community? Because I'm yep. so sick of just hearing dudes all the time. <laughs> Uh, as two dudes on a like, microphone, I'm sorry, but yeah, exactly. As two dudes on a microphone, yeah. exactly. Uh, and, and Caitlin's just like, I mean, I have at least one person that I can for sure like tell you is good. Yeah. So let's work from there, I guess. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and that was Aaron. Yeah. Uh, and then I started listening to the content. I'm like, this person's fucking cool. Oh, like, so cool. And then, you know, I started kind of chatting to Aaron now and again um, whenever, uh, you know, wizard stuff would come up because um, I did that stream with, like, uh, LRR and That's right. uh, LSV that. and all of those guys. Um, and then it just got to the point where I was like, 
I don't know. I, I guess that I I I'd gotten at least a little bit of clout. Mm. Um, not not it's not like I'm so fucking popular <laughs> or anything like that, but enough where um, Aaron was aware of who I was. Mm. I guess is the best way to say it. Um, and then from there it was just like yeah, uh, kind of trying to play commander with Aaron all the time mm. and like basically time zones between Australia and the U S isn't great. Um, nah. so that was a problem. Uh, and then when we finally, you know, hooked up to play some games, it was awesome. Um, and then that led to us like eventually being able to do stuff for the podcast, which was also awesome. Oh, so good. And, and it's like, I, I think about the stuff we talk about then it was like Aaron's great perspective and becoming, uh, known for being a very good competitive player, like very, very good. Oh, of course. Aaron, Aaron being the dredge queen. Yeah, like, totally. Man, and like, then getting into commander, like you said, I was like, what? Awesome. Yeah. And bringing that kind of, but then understanding it's a different format and she brings something really positive to it, which is awesome and, and brews some stuff that it's like, it's excellent. It's like really cool. It's on flavor and, and, you know, consider it, that kind of stuff. So, cause that's not the format about winning. That's the point. Um, or primarily anyway, but getting some of those perspectives in the episode was so, so, so great. Uh, but then we, we got into some other topics that were fantastic. I strongly urge this is the episode, but, um, there's things like there's there's literally a moment there. Aaron talked about like uh, kind of finding your voice and being really confident with it, and mm-hmm. uh, and part of that that stuck with me. And I use this in everyday life now, and I've literally said it into a, in a management meeting too. Is like owning your own bullshit, and it's like it's true. It's like so many people live life going they're kind of making the excuses and basically using everything to deflect. And it's like, no, if you're going to say something, you just got to own it. Like, and you got to own the bullshit. If it went wrong, that's fine. Like you got to own it. And, and I, I love that. And it's a kind of comforting way to kind of look at things um, for sure that, I don't know. It's, it's just funny to think about like this podcast has resulted in quotes that have just, just have a way of manifesting in, in work kind of environments now in a weird way too. So, but the other one was like, and now like, you know, we're talking about, um, at that point, started watching RuPaul's Drag Race with with Kate and um and Aaron talked about what that show meant meant to her as well. And um, since then, it's like we had the Australian series, and then like literally in Discord, Aaron's like, "Oh, I was thinking, Sam, when like you know that that the thing was popping up." I'm like, "This was awesome, so um, awesome." And I, I will say, I've recommended it before, but um, if someone thinks they know what RuPaul's Drag Race is about, kind of thing, and they've never watched it, and you'll be pleasantly surprised in the way it can kind of grab you and like tell again in a weird way like some of them have a way of doing what i kind of set out to do which is get people's stories and then you know find some vulnerability as well and and kind of help each other out that kind of thing and you know it is about self-discovery in a weird way too so um yeah for sure um yeah there's a few others around there i was kind of 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 note of especially uh there's one here oh no i'll save that one too uh we talk about some of the things the lovely (laughs) things that uh our listeners have said Mono Whiteboarder was a huge one for me that uh, I'd known of his work on Twitter and like just having one of the coolest views of like obscure cards and like especially like mono white cards that are effective in a, in a time when everyone's like, nah, mono white sucks. Uh, had some great NBA chat as well, but to get to know Peter has been huge as part of also 
quite a quite a big part of the lexicon community um and that episode is just like full of joy i was like i've made a friend when i when i ended like finished that episode i'm like i feel like i made a friend this is awesome so um yeah i think actually at that stage i think we'd be playing a little bit but no totally totally but it, it's 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 a gem the takeaway from that one i have is always that uh peter taught me to uh find the best way to um kind of build to come second and that's that's a way that he likes to play um it's not about winning but like you want to stay in the game of course and that actually leads to good interactive games where people aren't just trying like you know not just like uh relinquishing uh defeat or anything like that it's like no no we're staying in the game and cool things happen but it's like i'm also fine to lose um and i can't remember who said it best but it's like uh be the person uh what was it it's like be the uh Try and build your deck in a way that's fun to lose to. Like, you know, that's that's kind of an interesting way to put it about. So, um, yeah. Again, one of those just great uh, perspectives. We're, we're gathered along the way, and I think all of these have made us hopefully uh, better at the game of Commander in a weird way. And, and by better, I mean cultivating positive play experiences for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, a bit after that, you took a bit of a uh, you took a bit of a hiatus uh, for a week. It was literally just a week, but you had to go to Sydney for something. It was a card show, I believe. Uh, uh, yes, it was. And I did my yeah. first episode without you, and I was like, "What am I going to do?" And it was terrifying. <laughs> I was like, "You'll be fine." You're like, "But you're not going to be here." I'm like, "Trust me, you'll be fine." And it was, <laughs> it was Max Crandell you... from um from from uh, CMDR Central, and I was like, yeah. "Ah, it's like it's like you don't." You don't need me, Sam. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you like having me around, but you don't need me. Please stay around. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, we had a blast. We we named this one Sam and Max uh, Hit the Road because that was Lenny's idea. And it's Sam great. and Max. Because Sam and Max, exactly. Uh, and Max was a blast to talk to. Max also then made it his like, mandate. He wanted to beat Jeff and having the longest episode, and that kind of set off a other people have tried to since do that as well, which is very, very funny. So it's a little bit of a thing. He had he clocked in at three hours, 18 minutes, uh, all things being said. So that was a great one. Max is a great dude and um, thoroughly recommended, of course. Uh, had Josh Grant, CEO of Bindapos and um, mm-hmm. and CFB Group, which is a bit of a, a, a shift in kind of direction in that it wasn't so much someone making content, literally someone making something for the game, which we had before. We had Gavin, we had JR. JR from Spelltable, um, yeah. to, to get kind of perspectives of the people making stuff for the game, which is really interesting. And what CFB, Channel Fireball Group, merging with Binderpos meant for like them changing their whole business model in a way that essentially is based on bettering the the kind of experience of it, like uh, LGSs and supporting that kind of thing, and then also the the future of events. So that's a super interesting one. He just turned out to be, and this is like the, tr- the proof in the pudding, Chesh, when you say people are just people. Uh, I, you look at a title, you go, he's a CEO now. Uh, I don't think he's that much difference in age than me. And he's just the nicest dude. <laughs> they just wanted to hang out and talk Lord of the Rings and other things. And he's a Kiwi. And like, that was like delightful. And yeah, just a, just a big old nerd that, um, enjoyed hanging out with us and, and very, very grateful for Josh. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what, um, CFB group, uh, do in the future. I think marketplace coming out quite soon. So, um, yeah. Episode- yeah I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because I think we've got a few other people to talk to from uh, CFB Group. Um, spoiler alert, when said things happen. So, uh, yeah, after that was, uh, of course, we started to get into the realm of like just I want to collect them all uh, 
MTG Lexicon hosts because each of them I've found have amazing <laughs> stories to tell, amazing perspectives. G3 was the next one, no different um, in that, uh, well, very different, but he had some very esoteric to- uh, concepts of, uh, of things to talk about which just absolutely uh, just tickled my mind. I love it. I love talking to G3. He's a dear friend and, you know, that was, that was a blast. And um, I think after that we had Nick S a little bit after that. Uh, and I think we're still kind of putting into place how we uh, we get to talk to the others for sure because love them all and Lexicon, I think from then on, uh, you know, quite recently we'll talk to about them after this, I guess, but have, have become uh, very much, I guess, weirdly affiliated with us and we're affiliated with them, in, um, you know, just by being good friends kind of thing and starting to do content together. So, yeah, very good. But uh, Dana Roach was one after that. So after talking to Max, Max is like, yeah, Dana's got to jump on as well. Um, and that was huge because I think that was like established creator, uh, you know, big name into community, that kind of thing. And and for him to go, yep, yeah, I'll gladly, you know, donate a few hours of my but time to like talk the, shit. The big thing about Dana coming on was like going, oh, I love these guys. I've heard of these guys and I'd love to be on their podcast. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And I think um, that was the validating part like you talked about before. When someone like that goes, well, actually, you know, it's nice to hear a place doing long-form uh, episodes that I can listen to for, like, long walks and they're, like, multi-part things, and that's cool. Like, they're trying something different and uh, actually appreciating it too. So not going, that's strange. Why would you do that? So, yeah, that was a, that was a big validating moment. Yeah. Mm, for sure. Um, and got some good tangents out of him too. So that's 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 one I'd absolutely recommend for sure. Um Pretty much all of them. Uh, Ginger Joe was like another one of the community great members that we got uh, not not uh, not not too long after that. Uh, as far as Ginger Joe was a name I'd heard a ton, like Lenny. I'm like, Who, who's this Ginger Joe? And then to find out, like, un, like pretty much just unfurling the detective work to go, wow, like everyone knows Ginger Joe. Um, literally just by by no no kind of intention of being like, I want to be this person or whatever in the community or like this objective, he literally is just a nice person. He's not trying to be known or anything like that and, and but people know him just for, you know, he'll send he'll send things to people or like he'll he'll kind of show up somewhere at someone's LGS and, and donate a bunch of stuff and like there's a bunch of everyone's got a ginger joe story and so for him to come on and to to think to to talk about Commander and like the way he approaches it same way with a lot of kindness that kind of thing and, and just having a good time and cultivating that kind of community was amazing um and then some epic epic uh kind of tangential stories came out of that too so that was the funny one in that that beat uh that beat max's record at three hours and 44 minutes so <laughs> yeah again like instant friend made when like start talking to that guy <laughs> love it um Few others that bring us to here, but um, Fitz and uh, Fitz and Gabe, aka Step, um, were were great ones in that. Fitz, Fitz has started to do some content himself, um, which is awesome with uh, Arena of the Ancients, the, the stream, and he's really well suited to it. I love it. Absolutely lovely person, um, Lumberjack, as as you you love to call him, Chesh. Um, <laughs> Because he is. He's a lumberjack. Totally. Gives me some on-roads to uh, getting into the tech death, death metal. Um, talk about Canadian bacon. That was that was a fun one as well. And then Gabe, of course. Wherever you find Fitz, you find Peter, you find uh, Joel, you usually find Gabe as well on the Lexicon uh, server. And, and Gabe having those interesting uh, perspectives being a, uh, a producer uh, and composer and, and that 
like everything, I was like, well, you know, where do we find those interesting through lines with being creative in life and, and magic and that kind of thing? And, you know, good, great chat. But again, that was one of the ones where I, um, uh, Chesh took a step out and I, um, I just hung out with Gabe for a bit and, you know, did that one with just us. So, um, highly recommend it. And that leaves us, that leads us to kind of episode 40. I know I haven't said every, uh, shouted out every kind of guest, but you know, you all deserve it, of course. And, um, you know, we're even talking about, I think there's, there's a bunch of people have wanted to just come back on again. So, um, our, our guest list is still the ones I've kind of reached out to and, and on my target list that I really want to have on the show is still pretty large. <laughs> it's like, we'll keep us busy for ages, but like, you know, that shuffles around for sure. And just look forward to keep doing it for sure. So, um, yeah. Uh, any moments on there, Chesh, before I ask you a couple of questions or what you thought about uh, very quickly your, you know, general like tops for the year? No, I think you got it. Uh, no. Nailed it. Um, I, I could I could talk about one one part that did get removed from the podcast. Oh, they're the won't. ones with that's which what we're I here won't. for. Um, <laughs> I absolutely won't. I don't even um, remember what you're talking about. I can't remember which. Uh... I know Gavin Verhey uh, mentioned some stuff to us about like designing a certain card and like it mm-hmm. being bannable straight away and you know it's still going and blah blah blah. But I won't go into any detail there. He basically said this this stays off air. I'm like you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like this. We get to do this and that's awesome. But we get mm. privy to some information that maybe not everyone has. Um, <laughs> Which is great, and we have some discussions that are outside the usual sphere of what we discuss, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's one of the things I just want to say is that, like, I just feel like we have, over the last year, done more than we thought yeah. we'd be able to do. Yes. And I've really enjoyed it. So I don't really have one particular moment... A, a that I can discuss, no. um, but but B I don't have one particular moment for one particular guest. It's just I just love hanging out with people when when we do. Yeah, um, and it's it's great to hear this. You know those different opinions on why people are into magic and yeah. you know uh, the the profile questions that we ask. <laughs> except for pineapple and pizza, fuck you, people are weird. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there's nothing that really comes to mind that's like, oh, this is the one thing that stands out. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it's kind of like, uh, yeah, no, I, I hard agree. But um, uh, there's something I wanted to bake in there a little bit. But it was that moment where people know us as being the Australians kind of in the content sphere. There's not many Australians really around doing anything, especially in Commander. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and we've, kind of- we've tried to find them just to let people know. Like we've totally. tried to prop them up. Um, I, I personally, for the last, like, Five years has made it my mission to try and search out these people far and wide um, to, Ta- to bring them search. to the masses. Um, it's, it's just weird because, like, we're one of the biggest countries for Magic the Gathering, yet we have because it we're seems also like separated we're by state. It, yeah. it seems like we're not, and it's hard for us to get other Australians onto our content, let alone find other content creators. Yeah. And I so. I think that was always one that I wanted to keep positive on and rather than feel like if, if ever, you know, we're not getting much attention in Australia, whatever, um, not to be down about that or anything like that. No, just continue to do what we're doing and give them a reason to kind of pay attention to us. And that was really nice that like, you know, we've, we've had some cool opportunities for sure, but like, like to continue to keep doing what we're doing. But 
without the expectation and everything, I think that makes it easier. When you go, cool, you can be cool and calm and just relaxed with the idea, like, I don't expect anything, but if it happens, you know, it happens, whatever. So, um, and that was nice. But, you know, as I said before, it's like it was spell table, uh, you know, doing this was the only way to, to make some of these friends, like, overseas. Now we have tons of friends for life type thing too. So, um, but we were able to get connected because of what last year was, to be honest, uh, because everyone was at home, uh, not playing there, you know, in person, that kind of thing. Uh, it allowed us an opportunity to kind of get a lot more involved. Um, you know, MTG Lexicon would have their, you know, their, their guest streams, of course, but like a lot of the time it would just be people in person and they'll continue to do so. Um, but as soon as that started to open up to a lot more people outside of that and then a lot of people just going, well, we've got to make, we've got to make our play group around the world. Um, it gave us an excellent opportunity to get involved and, and I'm really, really stoked we did. So um, it's definitely kept, I mean, top line though, it's definitely kept Commander the fire alive more than it ever has uh, because I'm playing with so many different people and getting different perspectives. And I just know that would have dry, like dried up if I didn't talk to anyone kind of thing overseas. So, um, you know, that's, that's been a massive positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, generally, like it'd be good to kind of let's let's keep uh, reaching out. And as I've joked about, it feels like sometimes the Australians don't know how to use Bell Table. It's like why why aren't we doing this? But getting more and more to get involved and um, love to do you know streams with and just play generally, of course, because um, you know we should. Exactly. I want to share what we've got out of this. You know, for and like, if you haven't been on the podcast and you want to come on the podcast and send we haven't us an asked, email. you will. Either we are going to ask you or send us an email to remind us. Exactly, exactly. Sam, I've put it all on Sam to arrange everything, which is probably not very fair. Um, I don't care. I love it. I make friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but just in case anyone wonders. No, that's fine. I, I feel like sometimes I make you my slave. I'm like, I don't want to do this shit. Like, nah. I just want to talk to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is this arranging shit? What are you talking about? No, you still um, you still do a bit from time to time. Like, oh, random I, guess who we get? Do we have space for this person next week? I'm like, actually, whoa, awesome, good job. <laughs> that person, great. Get you're you're achieving like, oh, your okay. quota, Chesh, on the payroll, which is whatever. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's Jeez. a good point. Best moment when I when uh, when the podcast paid for a um uh, a new microphone for Chesh, which meant a lot less editing for me. So that was good. That was good. <laughs> yes. I like it. Yes, when the podcast actually paid enough that we could get <laughs> it was gradual. And I just said, let's put this aside a for a bit. And you, you get a new one, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, exactly. Um. What I was gonna do is is bring up a bunch of uh, as I put out on Twitter the other day that I just wanted to hear if anyone else had uh, some some great moments or what they thought or whatever uh, from over the year, and and we had some really nice comments back, which is excellent um so i might even just run through a few of these and, and give them a, a massive shout kind of thing um first one was was jro uh so jeremy unsummoned skull who i've shared out a few times love love what uh we haven't had jro on the podcast yet we're actually going to do it pretty soon um but jro's got some 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 great like brews and, and a mind for commander that kind of thing and i always joke it's like he was the one that taught me that always pack an unsummon because sometimes it's a surgical answer to uh to a problem for sure always but always be packing says congrats on one year uh he said uh you've definitely inspired me to start my own um so he does quote of arms podcast uh, which is awesome and he said getting shouted out on on there was one of the seminal moments in washing away the imposter syndrome which we've all felt so that that's huge and if we can ever do anything for that is like that means a lot to me to even hear that so um he said but the mental health episode was something special 
Um, and I was not expecting to hear that because I thought that was just me and you going, I guess we need to talk about this. Also, let's talk about Strixhaven, which was the time where you said, hey, don't don't, uh, don't make a, a character type or whatever um, or kind of, what would you say, like the stereotype of the goth don't, kind of... Don't. Don't stereotype what you don't fucking. Yeah, is and and that it's, that was it's what pretty much what it came that's to. what like, I remember from that episode, and that's why I put <laughs> Dina on the uh, the the thumbnail art as well, and I mm-hmm. made the color black and green because you talked so much about it. All I could think of was Golgari. So, <laughs> well, but, when you make a goth, when you make a goth school, let's be honest, a yeah. whole school, and you fucking base it on some weird ass like oh, you're just the nerd type yeah. reaction which is what it felt like it, it's the, gonna make old ones, gods yeah. like me fucking angry <laughs> yeah i'm still angry about it wizards so that episode though Bro. i mean after a good hour talking about strict saving before it came out that was good um but it was we did basically spend a bit of time talking about mental health and that was where i know i always appreciate cheshire you opened up with a lot of vulnerability there and stuff i'd never talk to you about um and that's the fun part of this 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 podcast is very candid a lot of this stuff just comes out on the microphone and that's the first time we're hearing it and that's it's, mm-hmm. it's always going to be raw in not in an unpolished way i mean maybe but in right. a way that you're getting you fucking what mate <laughs> you're getting us talking about stuff for the first time a lot of the time which is fresh as anything so definitely you know we've got guidelines that we do put in notes and script and that kind of thing i mean scripts are actually completely the wrong word but like they're just pillars and crutches to like light uh, to to kind of keep things flowing in the right direction but apart from that it's all you know whatever goes goes so that was huge and i think that was that was a lot to share i remember um and i'm, I'm hoping you know actually hearing what a few people have said that actually made a difference so yeah good stuff mm. Nice. Um, Joel, the aforementioned enthrallment, uh, says, congrats, uh, Sam and Chesh, for you, you really created a podcast that's found its own voice. Truly a podcast you can drink a beer to. Hell yeah, that's all I ever wanted. G3 uh, from MTG Lexicon and Mono Whiteboard are definitely somewhere at the top of my list, but truthfully, I just kind of love them all. Yeah, hard agree. Love it. Lenny says, congrats on one year. There are so many moments and wonderful guests to choose from. Commander Central... Um, Commander Central's Max uh, had him cracking up the most when he was li- he goes when he was deliberately trying to have the longest interview. That was funny, like it was hilarious, and I I even almost got outmatched in my. I'm getting a little bit exhausted. I can usually talk for <laughs> hours, but it's like I was like, "Well, Max, we're doing it." A <laughs> uh, good friend, Rod, actually in, in Australia, King of Engineers, uh, says, "I want to recall a spe- specific moment, but I just love uh, love the wildly different responses to pineapple and pizza, and the one time with maple syrup." Yeah, hard agree. I was actually going to, if I was a little bit more prepared and actually put work in, I was gonna, and I might still do this at some stage, like pull up all the responses from our profile <laughs> questions into a spreadsheet, and we can get a comprehensive, like you know. Uh, pie graph or something or even a pizza graph uh, of <laughs> pineapple on pizza yes or no there's a few lukewarms they're like oh it's whatever um or like Make asterisk a pizza footnotes. pie graph a pizza what? pie graph but yeah that was that was something i've always enjoyed for sure uh nick s says congrats congrats you crunch a bunch y'all are awesome genuine folk uh for me it has to be all of them you're just um you're able to just bring out the the passion from each guest. It, it makes it so uh, so you can digest those long episodes like Lexicon Jeff and uh, Commander Central Max. So it's seriously awesome. I love it. Nick, you rock. 
Absolutely. Uh, Peter Mono Whiteboarder says that episode on mental health was some top tier work uh, from you fine folks. So that was surprised. I was surprised to get two kind of shout outs, uh, a few shout outs for um, for mental health episodes. So yeah, well done. Love it. And well, he said, again, it's for it. something people need to talk about and, and people don't. And it's like, if you don't talk about it, it's not good for anyone. Exactly, exactly. Um, there's a few other sentiments from like Andy, uh, Andy Flory from um, Guardian Project. Really loved their episode. Um, we had uh, Andy and Coyle on, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, it says saying cheers to one year, and same Chris Von Doom. Um, I'm gonna get Chris Von Doom on at some stage too, uh, being mm-hmm. another great community member that is always has hot takes on things. Always enjoy great taste in music. I want to say. He listens to Nick Cave and other things that I listen to as well. And, um, yeah, just just good dude. Yeah. Uh, Max Crandell from uh, from CMDR Central says, congrats on one year. And he goes, I'm honored to have the held the longest show title for a while. Uh, he goes, I'll get my revenge, Ginger Joe. So, love it. Uh, and then uh, faithful list. I mean, well, you know, recently faithful listener, Cowboy Kyle, I've enjoyed um, – Anything Kyle said uh, says as a relative newbie to the breakfast table, I've just loved the structure of the cast. I get to learn about EDH philosophies as well as about the guest uh, as a person. Yeah, bang on! Like that's and that's that's all we could ever like hear to validate about it. You know, like go the structure is something people like uh, if it's for them. You know, I know long podcasts aren't for everyone. Some people want ten minute ones, but that's not us. Um, but for people who like the structure and then also like getting. Like past what the deck is, like why the deck is, that kind of thing, or like why they play the way they do and then how you can use that to think about the way you might do that or the way you might live your life for sure. So love it. So thanks so much, Kyle. And then, um, yeah, and then a good friend, Shadow, who's actually in Australia as well, uh, giving congrats to one year, one year anniversary of the cast. So there's many others as well, but like, yeah, I just wanted to give a bit of a, uh, a snapshot of some of those and, and, you know, shout out our friends that have, wished us well and all that stuff too so um no it's been absolutely awesome and i think the last question i was going to ask you chesh uh mm-hmm. all that being said and the way you know we've done commander crunch for a year now and uh all these perspectives as i said um how, how have you found it's changed the way you look at commander do you, do you find that's really enriched uh enriched it in a way that you've now got this kind of like discussion space to kind of really delve into those things where you it actually changes maybe the way you approach things and, you know, things not getting started, that kind of thing. I mean, I feel like I already had a pretty good grasp on building commander decks. Oh, totally. But hearing other people's opinions on certain card types... Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that I absolutely needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that, you know, I build gross or anything like that. I think we all know that, you know, <laughs> that I, I build completely adequate decks that sometimes tip the balance a little bit too much mm. um, but hearing from people like all right well you know um i was playing against this particular commander and this thing happened and i'm like oh i hadn't considered that that's a really bizarre interaction that i'm gonna have to remember um to steal <laughs> yeah to- totally that's what it's about yeah exactly yeah. uh but no like that's that's it's really been more or less uh, a good way for me to kind of um get get amongst other content creators Mm. and i I think that that is the thing that i'm most thankful for is the fact that um it's not just our friends it's not just australians it's 
you know, being being a part of the community itself. Yeah. Yeah, in a, in a meaningful way, I think, too, rather than going, cool, here's this thing. We both mutually gain from it. Uh, this may be a stream, whatever. And not to say streams like that, but it's like a collaboration might sometimes feel that way. Cool, mutually beneficial. And it's like this one, all that's ever been about is to to kind of jump into this comfortable environment and like, you know, just be you. Like, enjoy. Let's just sure. hang out. And I think that's the thing I worried about early on. I'm like, why would anyone want to hang out with us? Like, or me, or me anyway. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it means a lot that like, yeah, of course we want to, you know, and they further that we can get past like the initial, yeah, everyone's heard about like this card works well here, blah, blah, blah. Like let's get to the real, like interesting, like the juicy stuff. Like first of all, the weird cards, why you love weird cards. Everyone's got their own little perspective on like why they love things and um, you know, their thoughts on things. And this is your platform to share those. And then, like don't we don't have a magic quota i've joked about it but like we can do a whole episode that dwells more into life stuff i don't care because sometimes people know that this person's name and they've heard all their other content and like this is a refreshing place for them to tell a different story and it's like oh that was actually really really cool so yeah exactly those um the cards you talked about too as i've I've joked about i've got there's a list of cards now and i i have them all all aside that i put in decks based on what people have said their favorite cards are in, in all the episodes and like you know there's Davy's wondrous twig there's uh there's there's Peter's dawn charm there's G3's brass squire there's all these great cards that always just make me smile when i look at them because it's the card that this person loves and it's as if they've signed it kind of spiritually in a way so i look at approach of the second son and go oh Chesh, this is Chesh's card and i'm going to play it in his honor in a way you know like there's a lot of that goes on and i think i've got we've got a list of cards now from all those episodes for sure um that i, I enjoy playing. i do quite like approach the second sun donut it's quite nice <laughs> it's maybe, maybe a little it's, too much sometimes it's a lovely card i don't think anyone's upset to lose to that for sure so love it um but yeah so I, I think that's that's the general uh gist of the topic and all that stuff um kind of go into the, like the future of the game and the product uh and the community but it's fine it is what it is <laughs> well whether whatever storm comes um i think hopefully i think the game's in a pretty good spot you know if they keep doing, like you said, things with uh, good things with D and D, you know, like or like that set, sorry. Um, but you know, we'll see. As we've learned, it's like bottom line is magic's magic, and you know, there's there's a whole bunch of life stuff, and like we're not going to make magic our whole identity. Um, you know, it's going to be fine. <laughs> you know, have yeah. fun, and that makes you know, have fun in life, have fun in magic, and that makes magic a better time too. So yeah, I just want to. Thank you for a uh, a great year, Chesh, and here's to many more. Oh, I have nothing to do with it. You've <laughs> you've had a great you've had a great year without me. Let's be honest. Uh, but thank you. Uh, I I've enjoyed hanging out with you, and I've enjoyed hanging out with all of our you know our new friends and colleagues. Yeah, um, exactly. I don't have a better way to say it. Like we've got awesome people that we've been able to hang out with, and that's really nice. Totally, totally. Um, and I mean, a, a big punctuation to, yeah, i say it again, but MTG Lexicon because they've kind of accepted us with open arms. Uh, we, we do our Lexicrunch on a, on our Saturday night and that has become something I look forward to every week and uh, being a real positive thing and a kind of validator of, you know, doing things without, you can network without being uh, objective focused kind of thing. Like you can just do it because you just enjoy getting to know people. Uh, and this was the this whole project was the first one that kind of 
made me realize that. I remember, like working in design, that kind of thing, they're always like, you got to network, you got to network for your career. And it seems so robotic and like gross. And like, you know, that like doing it with that kind of objective, like because someone told you to, sounds really almost parasitic and not like honest or, you know, authentic. Uh, and mm. I, I soon realized the way to ever get anything out of it is first of all, don't expect a thing. Uh, and, and second of all, just be a nice person and don't, don't look at that as your objective. It will happen naturally if you are authentic and you just enjoy like getting to know people or like listening and listening to their story and that kind of thing. So MTG Lexicon, love you guys and look to, look forward to doing heaps more stuff with you as well. So um, yeah, be massive. That was my weird segue to the entertaining church. <laughs> Because we've watched a lot yeah. of movies with MTG Lexicon and, uh, and and it's become a bit of a part of what we do on Lexicrunch, become a bit of a movie book club. And I think it's it's helped with your quota for you've always got more entertaining stuff, movie stuff that you want to talk about than me. Um, however, I think that's changing recently. Um, I'm yeah. I'm finally in a mode now that we have to sit down and watch them. We don't have to, but to, to sit down and watch a movie each week to then discuss on a Saturday night uh, with a couple of beers uh, has become so much fun in a way that has taught me the simple art of sitting down and not paying attention to anything else but a movie and maybe your significant other and just enjoying that moment and and that's been awesome so yeah without further ado we've got uh we're gonna get back into the entertaining this week and tell us what uh what you've been vibing chesh my friend oh okay um the dead don't die is dead don't die <laughs> a zombie flick um Okay, so it's a zombie flick with Bill Murray and Adam Driver. Oh, I saw the trailer um, for this ages ago. Yeah, this looked like it was going to be sweet. Uh-huh. That is absolutely aware of what it is. Yes. Like, absolutely aware. It's it's hilarious. At, at one point early on in the movie, oh, probably about halfway in the movie, um, there's a thing that happens where... Um, oh, how do you put it? So... <laughs> They're riffing in, in a in a in a car, right? In a police car. Yeah. They're just riffing, and it's it's pretty cool, and it's hilarious. And then all of a sudden, Bill Murray goes, um, "Are you are you improvising with me?" <laughs> and from there on in, it's just like, "Oh, okay, now I see what you're trying to do. Like, wow, this is great." Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's yeah. almost like a joke on the industry. Like yes, wow, yeah, it really is. I was gonna say Bill Murray is um, the king of self-aware. Like, yeah, oh, Bill Murray is fantastic. Though. Oh yeah, I love Bill Murray so much. Yeah, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, Tilda Swinton's in it, hmm. uh, which is weird to say the least, because <laughs> it's Tilda Swinton. Love it. Um, so yeah, good. Yeah, I think you're 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 sounding pretty favorable. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, no. very good game, Solid. very good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted because I saw, I knew, I had that on the radar. I'm like, cool, I knew that was coming out. Now that was, I, I did actually put that on my list of things to watch. So, mm. uh, no, awesome. Uh, yeah, as I said, we, I mean, what did we watch the, uh, the, the Wolf of Snow Hollow for Lexicrunch last week? Uh, I've been watching some A24 stuff. Really got into it like an absolute like flow of making sure you, I set aside a few nights a week to we just sit down and watch movies, and it's being really important as I've kind of said about like just dropping your anxiety and, and, you know, not trying to do 50 things at once and actually having time to decompress and enjoying the art of cinema. So 
means I have more things to talk about, which is lovely. But none of those are going to be the movies this week for me because um, I just wanted to talk about Disco Elysium and and how it's burrowed into my soul. And as I kind of alluded to before, uh, was kind of experienced in a way that I was kind of felt like I was in a fever dream. I was in a very compromised position in in my health, that kind of thing. And I mean, that sounds really dire. It's, it wasn't that bad, Dorian. It felt that way. I'm being <laughs> I'm being melodramatic. Um, but I was like, this is very strange, and that kind of very much aligns with your character wakes up from the most viciously like colossal hangover to the point where amnesia is 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 happening. So you end up kind of reassembling your um your your steps of what actually happened to lead to that point, mm-hmm. um, in a way that I can't ever spoil for anyone because it's so utterly brilliant. Um, I think this got a few ten out of tens for a lot of places. Um. What I love about it is it's an RPG technically uh, that does have a player character that's named and everything like that, um, but it becomes such a personal, personal uh, game for pretty much everyone I've spoke to, and that's the whole point. So it deals with things like, um, well, first of all, as, as as kind of alluded to, like substance abuse is a massive one, but mental health, uh, there's like self-sacrifice, burnout, like the amount of deep mental um, kind of themes that it kind of touches into and in life in in a way that sounds miserable, but turns into this absolute amazing cocktail and ball of like, it's, it's the, it's, it's kind of the way I look at commander crunch. It's, it's, everyone is interesting. The way they kind of make everyone interesting in this game is so amazingly incredible. And, and like the, everyone's got a massive deep story to learn, um, but you might not get it straight away. It's about how you talk to people. Um, the deep, yeah, exactly. There's millions of lines of dialogue. If you don't like reading, it might not be the game for you, but I'm pretty sure it 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 could show you how it can be the game for you if if you let it be, you know, kind of start. But other than that, it's it's what it reminded me of was like early Fallout in a way, the isometric nature of it, but with like a really lovely painted art style. Uh, it's got a little bit of D&D in the way your kind of storytelling is formatted and then also the way it's using skill checks. Uh, and if anyone's seen kind of a little bit of it, they'll understand the, the wild nature of your RPG kind of skills are all based on like um, mental attributes, so to speak. So we're, we're talking some very abstract stuff. This gets into the real abstract realm in a great way. So you're leveling up things like empathy or you're leveling up things like uh, perception. I mean, perception is a really vague one that exists, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Some physical attributes, some like intelligence ones, some like psyche attributes. Um, there's, it delves into a, a kind of level of like an interesting, like unique way of looking at all that stuff in a way. I was just like, holy, like blown away by for sure. But <laughs> other than that, it's, it's, it's a little bit D&D, but really very dark, which turns into, as I, I look at it, so many light spots, like so many beautifully like cry moments um, of, of just so poignant. Uh, and in a way that kind of reminded me in a weird way of Monkey Island, how brilliant the writing is and how... I don't know, like it's it's a writing uh, kind of focused or primarily uh, led game in a way. So as I said, millions of lines of dialogue and, and text and, and infinite things to discover. It's one of the most joyous games I've ever experienced uh, for discovery and like rewarding discovery and, and not just in like you found an item, in discovering a line of dialogue deep in like that was deeply withdrawn from some like in someone's kind of psyche that they 
like you feel like you're talking to these people and like over time you might build up enough trust for them to admit something and you know that's that's a pretty special thing and again that's a weird dialogue to uh the way i like to think about how beautiful and rich conversations could be and what a good what a great analog for commander crunch and um you know raising my glass literally to what this year's been and i'll do it again chesh but um yeah cheers to disco elysium and cheers to commander crunch conversations are beautiful so (laughs) to crunchiness exactly um yeah i think it's time to sign off on that note i don't think we're going to go get some dinner that kind of thing but um it's been Mm -hmm. a joy kind of walking down the memory lane with you uh this time chesh and look forward to um keep charging on so where can the people find you my friend uh all right so you can find me anywhere that good books are sold love it wait that's not the right wait bookstores (laughs) don't exist anymore (laughs) no they don't uh you can find me at uh, cheshire plays games on youtube or chesh plays on the tweeters tweeters i don't Uh, know why you say it that way and i want to know if it's a reference to something it's, it's oh yeah so um it's funny. Uh, one of the one of the german content creators uh oh. doesn't say twitter he says tweeter which sounds awesome um, i love it and i just think it sounds hilarious so i'm always <laughs> like you can find me on the tweeter um yeah uh, and of course tuesday nights uh catch myself uh caitlin and of course sam as we uh do command the crunching <laughs> I, I like precon it. And, and deck battles yeah and we'll figure out one day the hell we actually call it, but today it's not that day. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, you can find myself at Pass the Jam Sam on Instagrams and the Twitters. Uh, but more importantly, you can join the conversation and get involved with us uh, on on as the podcast at CMDR underscore Crunch. Uh, Instagram at CMDR Crunch. Uh, Gmail is CMDR, CMDR Crunch Podcast at gmail.com for you to uh, send any kind of thoughts, feedback, pictures of cephalids, request to, to kind of jump on as a guest one day, join us for a, a commander game, whatever you want. Seriously, we, we won't bite. Just uh, shout out. Um, yeah, it'd be awesome. And you can find the, the podcast on uh, the web's cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm is the website. I did those completely in the wrong order and it's fine. So, um, yeah, that's no, been a blast, dude. And I, um, yeah, uh, thanks, for, thanks for everything. And, you know, here's to so much more of this for sure. But, yeah, here's uh, to another year. Hell yeah. Uh, now, any, uh, any great uh, advice to sign off with? But it's been a long year. So don't forget to take some time to get a block of chocolate, ah. a, a glass of wine, yeah. And just sit on Yoldy Couchy and just wig the fuck out. And en- enjoy your company, exactly. Um, yeah, treat yourself. Uh, my, go. That worked. That worked, <laughs> that worked. Definitely, I'd say uh, the thing I've, I, it's, it couldn't be more true, is that uh, attention is the greatest thing you can ever give someone, um, pretty much. If you if you manage to do this, like giving giving someone attention, um, can yield some of the most rewarding things you ever receive in life, which is you know stories, uh, people's gratitude, love, compassion, whatever. Uh, you can get these out of people, and you know all you have to do is is kind of just hold that little bit of selfless thought. That's like you know what, I'm just going to listen to someone. So yeah, give someone your attention, and you never know where it might go. So exactly, be kind to each other. Take care, folks. And party on, dudes! Party on. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.